<laughs> turtle, turtle house, small, small turtle house. Our, our lovable little murder children. <laughs> Love them. I love Master Universal. That's what I called them. That's what I always called it. I called it murder children. <laughs> the children don't do much of the murdering, but, you know, some of it. They, yeah, they do. I think that they do an adequate amount of murdering. Uh, that you could call it murder children, and like you, somebody would be like, that's what they would That's what they would localize it to if Higurashi was like an, an early 90s OVA series, and it was released in America. That's what they would localize it to. Murder children. <laughs> oh, man. Some, some, some real gold in those early 90s. Uh, there was some slim pickings back in the day in terms of anime. Let me tell you. When was Golden Boy? That was like ninety three. Ninety six. Ninety three, ninety six. Yeah, like, that. like that's a great. That's a great. That's a great one, though. I love it. I cannot recommend it to anyone. I'm just like I love it. However, <laughs> but just watch one episode and just don't watch the first half. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> it's fine. I tell people to watch cool devices all the time. It's great. <laughs> God. <laughs> Are you looking for hentai recommendations? Because I think F3 is fantastic. <laughs> Who's up for some dragon pink? A tale of three kitties. Let's go. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> See, I know all these. Because my, that... my dad had a rental store go ahead, in, in the 90s. So I just knew every <laughs> hentai that came out then. I never now, actually watched now, them. I just knew of them. Devil Hunter Yoko gets gets <laughs> it gets misplaced as a hentai, but it's not a hentai. It's just I think I've seen that one because it's yeah, it's not porn. Yeah, it's not porn. It comes on it comes on a white VHS, and you think, oh, oh man, that there's your, that's how you knew you were getting the good stuff is if the VHS was a different color because my dragon pink VHS is red. That's how you know there's why, it, there's why the titties on it. It's not pink. <laughs> No, it's not pink. I don't know why. Like, I like it, it was. Imagine my shock. I was I was on the phone to Soft Cell Pictures the next day, demanding a refund. This this, come on, people. We like hentai here. I should replay the. I should rewatch the Ransova and see if it lives up to the game now. There you go. Now that I have the context. There you go. Yeah. There you go. There's, there's, you know, I, w- I was. There was also I Ray Ray that- Missionary of Love. Um, that was another one you could get at basically any, uh, Target or, because uh, see, like, Soft Cell would do, like, general releases, but they would also do their unedited releases, but they would sell those general releases, which still had all of the sex, but it would just be like, they mildly blur it in that version. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Why am I doing... <laughs> We pretty much didn't get this stuff in the UK, like, because the, uh, the animated market was, it was super limited, and, like, the first thing we ever got was Kira. And then the second thing we got was Yurotsuki Doji. So, like, that was it. Oh, wow, <laughs> <Scandal>. yeah! 
Like, wasn't like the first two shows we got. Then watched Akira, went fantastic. Wasn't like manga. Comes and... the same distributor, and everyone goes, "Wow, Akira was great." Let's watch it with our families. Oh yeah, perfect. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like, it was, it was just banned in the UK practically for oh, years. Yeah. So we didn't get much adult stuff, which I was fine with anyway. But like, you, you tend to find it in like the weird, like computer um, stores, like, like computer like fairs and stuff like that, where they're just selling random dodgy DVDs. Oh. And I just remember I kept seeing just two shows. I can't, I can't remember what one of them was, but one of them that came, that came close to the being anti was just Plastic Little. Plastic and Little. Being, like, yeah. All I, all I remember is just the, the caption of just she's not plastic and she's not she's little. She's not little. <laughs> that is it. That is it. That's all I remember. <laughs> also not a hentai. Also not a hentai. But there but there's titties in it for like four it, it looked like it was. Four seconds. Four seconds. <laughs> Believe me, when you're thirteen you, you count, you make sure. You make every second with titty count when you're fourteen. Oh my god, don't even get me started. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome everybody to Soxcast episode one thirty six. Another rousing rousing rousing. Because arousing. arousing. Arousing, see? Another rousing edition of our wonderful podcast where we talk about anime and video games in a wholesome manner and share our thoughts <laughs> with you. <laughs> oh, so I hope everyone's doing, doing good tonight. To my immediate virtual right, be sure to listen to everything he says this episode because he's going to say the secret activation code word. Oh, Jesus. It's red. Okay, two things. First mm-hmm. is that my premonition came to pass and that the cold open is always lewd. <laughs> and, and, well, I, I don't know how that happened. I don't know. Yeah, it's <laughs> I mentioned some. We were talking about Higurashi and all of a sudden we were talking about hentai and I'm like, wait, what just happened? Where'd the plot go? We're going to have to listen <laughs> yeah. back on that. I'm going to have to just make that the cold open completely unedited because I don't know yeah. how we jumped the shark on that. <laughs> I'm thinking back and it was Higurashi, children, and then hentai. And I'm like, wait. Wait! That's wait. a bad line! That's a bad line! There's gold, gold bars in the middle. For a second. Right, the murder children. Murder children, too. right. And then we, okay, look at, let's see. It's a comedy bit, people. We, we okay. Look, we were together four hours ago. We scripted this. It's fine. Don't yeah. worry about it. You're ready for, uh, a, sec- pod- you're ready for a podcast, yeah. Rhett. Second um, thing, though, I'm about to rip your soul out just for the hell of it. Oh, no. It's your cake day, Portal 2. Happy 10th anniversary. Released on April 18th, 2011. Oh, I love Portal 2. It's 10 years old. A game. Damn, I was there. I, I was, was there as like well. Like, <laughs> that game actually, that game unironically means a lot to me. Uh, I know, I yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. I just saw that it was 10. It was just like, yep. Oh my god, that was 10 yeah. years ago. I was yeah. doing the golden potato challenge. <laughs> I know, back when Steam gave a shit about, like, like, one, making games, and two, like, promoting them in fun ways. In really fun ways, yeah, yeah. Portal 2. Man! I, now I want to just fucking go back and replay it. Holy shit, <laughs> oh I God. love that game! Oh, it's so good. It, like, it's, it's I love Portal good. 1, and I understand why a lot of people think that it doesn't quite stand up. Mm-hmm. But... Like, man, I think 2 is just... 2, like, it, it's, it might be more aware of what it is and what it's doing, and I think that that's probably why it lost some of the charm uh, for some people. But to me, like, Wheatley is one of the fucking funniest yeah. fucking Ooh, characters in a video game fucking ever. 
and it's the, one of those like and the amount of random yeah. one-off things that they did for him like in the ways that you could interact and not interact with him and the way they had mm. so much shit set up also mike Patton is in that game that's <laughs> it mm-hmm. all my issues with portal 2 are just i wasn't mad on the, the liquid mechanic i knew where it came from i'm like it doesn't fit but it's fine weekly i loved but it was the drop the drop into the old labs. Oh yeah, god, that's no so good. No idea. Literally the biggest door in video game history, by the way. <laughs> they were very fantastic. proud of they were very proud of that very big door. <laughs> As they should have been. Yes. Amazing. To my immediate virtual left, the only pure thing left in your fucking world is wearing his disease. It's John Thire. Hi. Hey. <laughs> How's it going? Doing well. You're doing Happy good. <laughs> yep. Had a, having a very chill Sunday. I've done almost nothing but play games, and that just feels nice. That's a good. It just feels a good nice, way to you know? be on a Sunday. What else are you gonna do? Pull his devil trigger. Sometimes you need that. <laughs> He's gonna pull his devil trigger <laughs> seven times. <laughs> you sound like you're ready for a podcast, though. You sound nice and comfy. Buzzy? Do you have your Buzzy. tea? Do you have your tea? I have my tea. All right. It's lemon, orange, and spice. There you go. We have somebody that might be able to judge based on, you know, tea experience, I imagine. <laughs> Ha-ha! It's a clever segue because you may have noticed the lovely dulcet tones emanating from your speakers belongs to somebody that is neither of the three of us. We've got a special guest today. This is a, a, a friend we met when we were streaming Higurashi last year. Happened by the stream, stuck around. I don't know why he stuck around. What What were you thinking? Uh, <laughs> it's, it, hey, everybody, welcome to the show. First time Soxcaster. It's our good pal, Nert. Hello. Hey. hey. I do indeed have tea. You do? I'm drinking a salt. What do, you, <laughs> what do you think of John's selection in tea, though? It's, it's adequate. I'm, I'm impressed. Oh, well, there you yeah. go. It's a Bigelow orange and spice <laughs> herbal tea. I usually drink, um, I had Earl Grey earlier and a nice chai before that. Damn. Boys. All good choice. Just, I, I really <laughs> love it on my tea today. <laughs> so, nerds, how's it going? Uh, you ready for a <laughs> podcast? Absolutely not. You're not? We're doing it anyway. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. You know what? We prefer it when people aren't ready. It's more spontaneous and fun that way. Um, so, I guess, before we dive into what you've been into, who the hell are you and what do you do? Oh, Christ, you're not telling me I can't ask that crap. Good <laughs> um, <what> question. Good <laughs> question. Right. Um, okay, so in terms of anime and gaming, so at the moment I'm, I'm streaming mostly daily. I'm basically gotten into gaming and streaming about a year ago, pretty much to the day, actually, around this time last oh, year. Wow. Because of, of, of lockdown, because of, like, um, cabin fever, I, I'm not talking to my friends, what the hell. And I've kind of, like, gaming paralysis. Like, I've got a massive Steam library, and I'm thinking, what do I play? What do I play? What do I play? Oh, it's been three hours. I've played nothing. Then I go to bed. And that was that was daily. That was, that was, that was for God knows how long. And oh. I was just like, I want to play something. I, I think I think it started with like Super Liminal or something like that. Something that I just wanted to put on stream. It's just it's just I want to play this and I want people to watch. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. And it just made me play. It. Suddenly I'm, I'm not I'm not playing it for views, but I'm suddenly conscious that someone's watching and I might as well voice what I'm what I'm doing. And I loved it. And I was like, hang on, this is this is making me enjoy the game. I'm actually getting into the game. Mm. Um, and there's 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 more to that story, but whatever. So I've been doing that nearly daily, and I have now found a love 
for just playing games that just destroy me. Absolutely destroy me. <laughs> Good. I, I, just, I came in You're a big with company. Yeah, yeah, games that can just like affect you, that can just, you know, I want games that make me happy and games that make me sad. Scared? Mm. <laughs> Probably, oh, but, man. You know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, like, I like Scared Nerd a lot. <laughs> It's entertaining <laughs> on this side of the ball. It's real entertaining, <laughs> let me tell you. So yeah, as long as it's not frustration, I think that that's that's the that's the one I don't like. But everything else, absolutely fine. And and I enjoy like feeling that stuff. I want, I want games to do that to me. And yeah. having it on stream, having a record of it, and having people along for the ride. Even yeah. if one or two people drop in, you know what's going on, and people talk to me about it. Like you know that game you played. I saw like ten minutes of it. What happened? And it's just such a social crutch for me. It's really helped me out. So that's what I'm doing. Um, in terms of anime, cool. um, I ran an anime society for 14 years at uni. It's a crazy long time. So ask me, ask me about anything from that era, and oh, I will have crap. essays in the back of my memory that I'll be like, "Oh, that series. Oh, I have some. I have a story for you." Just, <laughs> anything recent? Eh? <laughs> I haven't watched anime for quite a while. I'm watching a couple of bits and pieces, but mm. nothing majorly recent. Um, but yeah, that's like a depth of knowledge that I never get to use. I'm happy to exercise that. <laughs> oh, nice, nice. So, so. I gotta ask, because I know, like, we, we talked about why I did it uh, a while back, and why I started streaming Higurashi, was it was just kind of like, ha, it's gonna be funny, I'll never actually finish doing this, Is it because it started, for me, it started as a joke, I was like, ha ha, I'm gonna read a visual novel to people, that's the fucking joke, and then I did it. <laughs> uh, so, so what made you want to take that big, like, because when you look at the amount of material Higurashi is, it's like, oh god, that is quite the barrel to be staring down. What made you want to do that? First of all, I didn't realize the scale. Oh! <laughs> at all. Because <laughs> all I'd seen was the anime. So I'm like, well, I know how long the anime is. How long can the visual novel be? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's more like I was telling people how much I loved it. It's always been one of my favorite shows just for... I, you know, I watched it, I watched like first four episodes and I was like oh I don't know if this is for me mm -hmm. it, it hit a couple of buttons I was not happy with and then I watched the next four and I was like this is stupid I hate this this is this is pointless you cannot you cannot reconcile these plot lines you cannot there is no possible way arc two and arc one because I didn't know I didn't know, about, didn't know about question arcs didn't know about answers I didn't even know about time loops back then Dark oh, no. times. that's your whole so thing I was just now going, this is trash this is yeah I was just like this is trash this is murder porn oh, and I hate God. it and I quit and I walked <laughs> And then uh, it was only, like, only about like six or seven friends that I talked to. I said, this, this is ridiculous. Who would watch this? And they're like, you need to keep watching. And I was like, really? <laughs> but after, after I got through it and I realized everything connected, everything made sense, that I, I was just one over. Because how could it take something that I was convinced you could not make a good story around? And mm. did. Um, so I've loved it for years and I've tried to describe it to people. But there were certainly friends that were just like, I can't watch something like that like you know especially because they, they kind of said like i have a thing about like um like fingernails anything with fingernails i'll never be able to watch and i'm like yeah that's in there yeah. <laughs> are, you, are you joking no it's like a weirdly specific <laughs> thing to have a thing yeah. for I, th I think some of it is like when people say they online they'll say like Higurashi and someone going oh yeah well you, do you remember the fingernails scene oh, or something okay. like that? So okay. i think that's probably where it came up yeah but, but they would just list like three or four things and i'm like yeah that's in there yeah, that's in that. Jesus Christ. Okay. Um, they, were interested. they were interested in the story, but they would never be able to watch it. Right. So when it came to like, you know what? I want to play something. I'm going to start playing this. And I was just like, I'm, I'm going to start streaming this. And like, do you want to just drop in? Because like, we're it's only a visual novel. We're not going to see it. And you can drop out whenever the bad shit happens. And I can warn you when it's coming. Mm -hmm. And no, they stuck around and like, we had a journey together. And it was fantastic. 
that's all. It's still technically going, because we're kind of in the console arc. So yeah, I'm skipping those. Like, I watched you stream enough of those for me to know, like, eh, the quality is pretty suspect. <sighs> oh, it's 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 pretty bad. I, I want to get to the the, uh, the, 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 the alternate endings. Yeah. I want to get there at the moment. The all <laughs> the, the alternate arc eight sounds neat. Yeah, mm. yeah. Uh, like speaking of like having to warn somebody, me me and John had to specifically create a build of our visual novel for one friend who had one specific <laughs> thing that they did they couldn't deal with violence wise. So John had to like write a completely different scene. <laughs> So that's good times. Uh, so we got we got some background. We got we got we got we got we got you in. You feel like hopefully we've loosened you up a little bit. Why don't you what you been up to? Come on, talk to us about something. You are always playing cool and interesting games. When I look at your stream, tell me about something. Uh oh. <laughs> uh oh. Uh, it's interesting that you've asked me now because right now I'm playing like whole normal things. Mm-hmm. And that's not what I do, <laughs> but that's what I'm playing. And it's like, why? Um, uh, I, I just, let's wind back a bit. Let's go. Let's go with um, with Noja, because I'm I'm really happy to talk about that one. This that's one like, is very this one's beefy, and I think that like of all the yeah. things, yeah, like this is a great one to bring to the table. What's Noja? Yeah. What's right, it called so, again? Noja. Noja. G N O S A I. S A I. S I A. Correct. Can't speak. Only on Switch. Only on Switch and the Vita. What's a Vita? <laughs> exactly. Oh. Like they, they literally like brought it out for this dead console, and then the Switch as well. Mm-hmm. Nice. It's a, a Japanese studio, only four people in it, which is crazy. Um, but it's kind of this weird, weird, weird kind of hybrid visual novel. Um, and I just heard about it because someone said, like, there's a game out, just coming out on Switch, it's got a time loop in it, and it's a game of werewolves. And I'm like, do you mean Raging Loop? Which is, which is a visual novel about playing werewolves in the time loop. <laughs> No, 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 you serious, there's two games with that exact same plot, the exact same plot. <laughs> Okie doke. Um, so I picked it up, just because it's got a time loop in, I have to, it's by law. <laughs> um, but going in, I really had that kind of, I don't know, like, tension about it, because like all the art, it's very, like, sort of watercolours, it's all very messy art, which is kind of lovely, but they only have, like, two characters in all the box art, and I'm just like, that. they are too much. Their <laughs> designs are too much. I don't know if I'm going to like this. Um... But once you get past that, like actually all the other characters are fantastic. And they they're good characters, just their designs are a bit much, but that's fine. Mm. But you get in there and okay, so I'm expecting I'm expecting a story. I'm expecting another visual novel where you go through and fine. You you'll have like hours of story. And it just drops you in going, You've got no memories. Okay, cool, whatever. Cold open. Um by the way, we're voting for who to kill. Hey excuse me? <laughs> that's fine. Hey, I'm sorry? <laughs> do, do you wanna do you wanna fill me in on a little detail? You know I have no memories, right? So just, just the fine no, print no. part there. That little bit of fine print I did not see on the contract. Yeah. And I technically we're not killing, we're putting him into cold sleep. So we're on a, we're, I learned eventually we're on a spaceship. We're on a spaceship and we found out that X number of people are infected with this thing called nausea where they, they look like humans but they want the downfall of humanity. They want to kill everyone. Mm-hmm. And the best way to get through this is put them into cold sleep one by one until you get all of them and then cool, you're, you're alive and the game will continue. Fine. But you've got no information to go on. There's only about four or five characters here. And you're like, I, I, mm, I, I don't know who any of you are, um, but we're voting, apparently. <laughs> uh, and great. And uh, I think I died. <laughs> that, was how, that was how well it went. That was just like, yep, cool, dead. Fantastic. Oh, nice. What a great start. <laughs> and suddenly I'm back to the beginning. I'm like, okay, here's our time loop. So what's going on? But everything's different. And it's like, well, okay, well, I know. I know that that person's the, uh, 
the evil infected person. Fucking accuse them out of nowhere. And everyone's going, you've got no evidence. Oh, what the no. hell? And then, and, then, and then it turns out that they weren't. It's like, oh, God, it's not just a looping. Everyone's different every time. Why? Oh, That's not no. how time loops work. Oh, fuck. Oh, I'm out of my depth. And it was wild. And just it, it kept on going like that. And actually started becoming a separate game where every time you just play a game of werewolves. Oh. And you have to like, and it's not about winning or losing because you win, time loops. You die, time loops. So I'm thinking, so what's the point here? What, why am I playing this game? Is this, like, is this just it? Where's the narrative hook here? Like, what's tying this all together? Yeah. And like, little by little, they start introducing new characters. Suddenly, there's suddenly there's six characters, suddenly there's seven. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to come up with voices. I'm not very good at voices, <laughs> but I'm trying. I'm having fun. I'm trying. And it's just like, okay. And I was sitting there going, you know what? You can't play, because I've DM'd a few games of, of werewolves. You can't have a good game of werewolves with only five people. You need at least seven, minimum. There are 15. Oh, <laughs> and wait, just adding them one by one by two by one. And I'm sitting there going, I need new voices. Shit. They didn't tell me. They just suddenly started appearing. Mm. No introduction, just like, you know, like, oh, no, we need to vote. Yeah, we need to vote. We need to like, we need to vote. Who are you? <laughs> and, and one of them, one of them is literally an alien. Like oh, proper grey alien with a, laser, with, a, with a ray gun. <laughs> with a fucking ray gun. It's like, man, we've got to find the aliens. I'm like, I. I is anyone going to comment? Because I feel the need to comment. <laughs> <laughs> one of them is a dolphin. <laughs> just, yeah! Hang on. <laughs> what is this chaos? This sounds fantastic. Um, it, yeah, it's absolutely mad. And, and it takes, took me a while to work out, but I kind of love this kind of meta game where you think the game is one thing and it's death. Mm. I thought it was a visual novel, then it turns into this random rng find the aliens mm -hmm. bullshit werewolves game because i'm playing against ai it's not quite as funny but then you realize no you're actually supposed to work out their personalities mm. um and then the closer you get to people the more you start learning from them their techniques of how to deal with debates you can then use that like a power-up kind of thing oh. and it's about like yeah like can taking control of the discussions so it's like actually today i don't want to win i want to see what happens if that person over there who i'm pretty sure is an alien actually wins and i'm alive to see what happens so <laughs> and you end up like just steering it just like no no they're cool mm. oh, they just murdered someone no no they're cool they're cool oh. now like it's just... <laughs> yeah it was like well that says they're cool so i, I, I trust him i guess because <laughs> he's, he's he's leveled up his, his charm stat apparently <laughs> um and yeah and you end, you end up unlocking the story that way like finding people revealing stuff when they when they when they survive when they don't survive when they're, they, they're the bad guys until you eventually have all the information you need to break the loop and it's like that's pretty cool. Oh, that that actually sounds like, you, you, it's more of like a character study because you kind of have to kind of. It sounds like you have to kind of get to know and drill down into each character, kind of on an individual basis, with the yeah. time that you have available to do so. You you know whether they're the culprit or not, or or whatever the case may be. You you retain that knowledge between loops. It's very kind of you're playing the meta layer yourself. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it, it does become like that. You start to like, hang on a minute, Bob hasn't said anything. Bob always says something. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> not yeah, Bob. stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, first I was like, this is not my kind of game. I don't have the kind of brain power for this to remember everything. Because especially, okay, I think I learned, I know about them. But no, wait, were they were they real or were they fake that time? Oh. But in the end, <laughs> you, get, you get there in the end. And it's, it's a really good, good adventure. There's a... Um... Like uh, it's not. It, it, there's a JRPG that's sort of like this. Uh, I can't remember the name of it. I know that I bought it on Steam for eleven bucks though. But it's sort of like in every chapter there is a culprit that's the fuckhead uh, in the group, yeah. and you have to like 
you have to do normal battley battle stuff, but you've also got to do stuff between missions to kind of suss out each one's personality and like what they're thinking and what they're doing. And, you, and at the end of each chapter, you have to call out the culprit. And hmm. whoever you call out, it doesn't matter. That person gets killed anyway. Yes, Lost Dimension. <laughs> Lost Dimension is the name. So uh -huh. you can get to the end of the game, and I guess having never actually fingered the actual culprit, and I think the game, <laughs> like the game's trajectory and story, kind of change based on whether you're right or wrong. Um, yeah. Because because no matter what happens, the person that gets voted at the end of each chapter fucking dies, and they're gone. And you have to continue forward with that. Like, and you're not, I, I don't know whether you're 100% sure if you got the culprit or not. So, uh, that, that, like, I picked that up because it sounded like a, a real interesting premise to kind of tie into something like a JRPG. Yeah, yeah. Sounds a bit like Paradise Killer as well. That's a, a similar kind of murder mystery, but it's never going to tell you if you're right or not. Yeah, that you have to find evidence. <laughs> it's like, that I game, them. that game is interesting <laughs> as hell too, because like you can make your entire case all the way up to the end, and it's just like your case is well, that's your case. You, you're basically yep. like it's just like were you right or wrong? Well, you decide. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> that's an interesting. Yeah, like like Nosia yeah. is something that like when I when I saw reviews going around, the initial reviews were kind of like eh, but then the more I started reading other people talk about it more that uh, weren't like game journalists, people that were just kind of engaging mm -hmm. with it. People like us that play visual novels, that play kind of things yeah. like this. That's where I started seeing uh, a lot of people kind of get it. And, and, and weirdly enough, like the, the Among Us crowd uh, were really yeah. into it as well. Yes! <laughs> I was waiting for someone to make that joke. <laughs> yeah, that's or the funny reference. thing, because like, yeah, like, it, it is 100% oh, as well. I said sus earlier. <laughs> and it's so weird to see people not know werewolves but do know Among Us. And it's like, okay, Among Us, but there's roles. And they're like, what are roles? Oh, God, I don't have the time to oh, explain Oh, no. <laughs> I mean, Among Us got... There you go. Right. Among Us got very popular. Yeah. Like, to, like, to, on, to be fair, like... Popular. Yeah, like, it's popular and it's, like, the cool new thing that, that kids are finding. So I kind of, like, 100% understand yeah, it's extremely... why... Like, it's very organic uh, in the same way that, like, I'm not going to, like, mm. bitch about kids, like, dancing on fucking Fortnite or whatever. Like, it's like, whatever, you know, like, kids are kind of like, mm -hmm. at least they're coming in to, like, appreciate this kind of cool deduction thing. Like, that's mm -hmm. pretty cool, uh, I think. Um, yeah. Cool. Yeah, like, Nosia definitely sounds up my alley, at least. It's probably something I'm going to give a look. I know I had not ever heard of this until now, and I'm just like, yeah, I'll probably pick this up at some point. <laughs> cool. The it's funny. The first impression, the art and kind of visual style made me think of was uh, VLR, yeah. Richard's Last Reward. Yeah, yeah. And then the title, the like the punny title on Reset Era for this game is 15 minutes, 15 persons, 150 loops. <laughs> yeah. So, so, yeah. so I have a question about this, actually. Like, so you say that it loops until you kind of find a way out of the loop. Is this a game that, like, are, are the lip, are, are the, are, are the loops scripted or like, is it just always yeah, going wrong. to be X number of loops or is it literally until you figure it out? It's until you figure it out. Oh. Um, they give you steps. Yeah. It's fascinating, and this is the thing, I really want more people to play it, because I want people who are good at taking games apart to take this one apart. Mm -hmm. I want to know what the triggers are, because there are there are scripted pieces, and some of them you spot them. So sometimes I'm watching someone else play it, and I'll be like, oh, I know what's happening in this loop, I know who it is, because they said this one thing that they never normally say. And so some of that you can pick up on, like they always tend to say the same lines, mm -hmm. um, 
they've got like kind of like here is what I say when I accuse someone, here's what I say when I'm defending. Um, but sometimes they'll just be like, and also this, and like, you never normally say that. And at the time, you don't know what it means. But after a while, you realize what's happening in that loop. Like, it'll be someone is a bad guy, and they're interested in someone else who's a good guy, and they want to, like, they want to kill them for themselves or something crazy like that. And that'll be because of some past relationship that you need, you, you don't know about yet. Mm. But once you do know it, and you see it in someone else, and they're, and they're like, oh, they've just said that to that guy. But, oh, oh, I know what that is. And you're watching the person who's playing it going, oh, they don't know. They don't know. Um, it's got a thing called event search, which is it knows the triggers for certain conversations to happen mm-hmm. and for certain pieces of information you will learn about a character. And you can say, like, search for a, search for a game mode. You actually get to pick the game modes, which is super weird. Like, mm-hmm. it's not just like you press the next loop and he goes, okay, there are there are three nosia. It is like, how many nosia would you like? Oh. Do you want one? Do you want three? Do you want three? Do you want four? Uh, how many oh, yes. you It's so weird. Wow. It's just for like, I don't, want, I don't control this. I want the game to... to yeah. No, I want to have a story, but like you've got a button which just says, find me a good combination, and it will, have, and it will up the percentages of finding everything, and like picking the roles in the background, but you don't know what it's done. <laughs> find me the find me the fragment with the happiest ending. <laughs> kind of, certain, yeah. Certain games have got me so looking for clues that I'm like, the fact that you get to pick is a clue itself. That's yes. so interesting. <laughs> Yeah, the stuff I will not talk about because uh, right. it got me. Yeah, obviously, because, obviously. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, there's parts of that that after one, like, okay, but this just feels like I'm just going through the motions until I realize, no, you're not meant to go through the motions. That's the point here. It's d- different sections, but like, oh, yeah, exactly that. Like, they get, they, there's so many meta levels to what's going on. I was like, okay, sold. Done. This is amazing. <laughs> wow. Like, yeah, like this went like. For, for, uh, this went from like me kind of being a little ah I might look at it like it, it yeah. sounds okay to just like oh no like this is uh, this actually sounds super rad and I this is a need to get my hands on very <laughs> soon kind of game. Cool. No, I've dude. added it to my Switch wish, wish list. Switch 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 list. Man, that's actually yeah. way harder to say than you think it, it would see, be. You you tried to mock and then you fucked it up. Switch 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 John, okay, fuck off. Thank you, John. First try. <laughs> fuck off, John. Nobody likes you. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> uh, anything else about Nozia, or do you want to? Give it a toss to someone else. Um, I said one more thing, like just sure. that, that, that really killed me was you start to like you start to learn the characters mm-hmm. as, as you meant to, but you start like taking almost the piss out of them. You kind of go, oh my god! You, see, you realize they've all got stats. Everyone's got stats, and you can see, you can actually can see them, <laughs> and you realize that some people with low charm just are automatically suspicious. Everyone's like, we've got no information. Gina, get out of the airlock. Jesus Christ, Gina. And then, and then I'm, just, I'm just picking it out almost at random here, but like, it will come later and you're like, okay, I need this piece of information. And you'll just realize, I need to keep her alive. That person who is so suspicious, I need to keep them. I, you know, I can't play for them. I'm playing me, sure. trying to keep them alive. But the more I defend them, the more suspicious we both look. Oh my God. So that, there's that extra level to it. It's not just, you need to win. Sometimes you what? need someone yeah, else to win. You, oh, that's so fucking cool. So that, yeah, that that really changed how I perceive the game when I realized that's sometimes the goal. And it's, like, oh, it's, amazing. And it's funny because I was sitting there talking about it and people in chat are just like, what are you doing? Surely you, you know that guy's the bad guy. And he's like, yeah, but I need him to win. You don't understand. <laughs> I need him to win this time. But why? And it's like, I'm going to loop anyway. I don't give a shit. Right, <laughs> right. You are the Rika this time. So Yeah, yeah. Oh, shit, yeah. Oh, shit. I was. Yeah? There we go. <laughs> yeah. That's it. You look, the, <laughs> you look in the mirror. I'm sus. 
Oh, yeah. Oh, that, mm. I wish I could talk about it, but I won't because the experience is great. But there are moments yeah. where just someone would just do something and I was just, oh, those, oh my God. Those <laughs> moments are always so cool. Like in, in any yeah. game where you have a moment that sticks out, like I know like one of the big moments in a video game where you're like something clicks and the, the entire game changes is like the moment in Fez mm. when you realize what's going on and how to play it properly. Yeah. That's a that's like one of my coolest moments in a video game I've ever felt. I didn't even know that was a thing about Fez. Interesting. Yeah, that's why it's so Fez, Fez is <laughs> Fez an is interesting. So weird. It's an interesting thing, and it's best to go in not knowing a damn thing about it, and then let things happen. Interesting. I think I played it for like twenty minutes, and I was just like, I, yeah. I don't know, oh, it's whatever. a cool rotating <laughs> platformer. I jump and around. That's all it's he cute. ever. That's all he ever advertised it as. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but saying that it's the same with the witness. So, okay. Yeah. Okay. Go now. There you go. There you go. Well then. Uh, well, you have a mighty responsibility now, Nurt. Who are you tossing the ball to? <laughs> I want to hear from John. <laughs> We've been shitting on John. I want to hear from John. All right, John. Okay. John. Can we share a name, so you know. Where you go? John. Hi. Hey. <laughs> ready? Do Do you want to talk, John? Yeah, I'm ready. All right. Talk about things. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so last time I talked about Kingdom Hearts 2. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a... I finished it, and I had a really good time because the game goes really hard at the end. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which was like, oh, okay, this is why every... Why a bunch of middle schoolers I knew were really into this back <laughs> in the day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to make... Didn't add another dating age... Add another age thing. No, but I mean, yeah. Kingdom Hearts is for middle schoolers, so that's acceptable. We got you. It's fine. Yes. Oh, yes. Absolutely. Um, and I immediately jumped into the next one. What? <laughs> which was, I get probably, which is unwise. I knew it was unwise because I just did that with Xenogears and it was unwise with Xenogears. Mm-hmm. But I did just immediately load up um, Kingdom Hearts 358 by t- 358 days over two. That's what you say. Mm-hmm. Um which was pretty much the one I was most excited to get to. Mm. Um, because basically, like, there's the, the the broader pop culture consciousness is that's the one with the weird name, which, yes. <laughs> and then you go one level deeper than that, and that and then you get to, oh, yeah, that's the one that's not fun to play that's really, really sad. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that last part's the immediate hook. Yes, this is the one that makes people feel really, really sad. And I've played like a third of it now, and I'm just like, okay, oh, I no. know where this is going. Uh oh, this is gonna hurt. Oh no, it's it's really funny because it's just brutal. It is um, it, so you know how Kingdom Hearts two starts off with three hours of Roxas, mm-hmm. and. It's basically the end of 358 Days Over 2 is the prequel to Kingdom Hearts 2 uh, telling Roxas's whole story. So everything that happened before he loses his memory and then wakes up in Twilight Town mm-hmm. in the beginning of 2. Um, and it's about him working with Organization 13 because he's Sora's nobody. He's one of the people that was created he's when a when a person becomes a heartless um their heart comes out of them and turns into a heartless 
and then the shell that's left behind becomes a nobody and if if they're a person with a sufficiently strong will so it's basically those are the antagonists of kingdom hearts 2 is organization 13 the, the nobodies including ansem's nobody so the 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 void inverse of the villain from the first game hmm. um and you 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 wake up and Roxas wakes up after Sora turns himself into a heartless briefly in the first game to save Kyrie. Um, and he is basically just pulled in and recruited by Organization 13. And like, oh, you're one of us. Come come work with us. And he's like, okay, all right, we'll give you a new name. You're Roxas now. They have a little magic thing where they show the anagram name. Uh, it's very cute. And the gist of this game is that it's deliberately if you are you are your job is to do missions for organization 13 and every all the game parts are jobs that you are assigned by the head guy at organization 13 the the secondary villain from the first game from king Hearts 2 and you work with you. You go on missions with all of your other Organization Thirteen people, and they are all just basically your coworkers. And Axel, who's the guy that really likes Roxas in the first game, is really nice. And then you have your other coworkers, and a lot of them are really mean. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, with a brooding group and with that wears black cloaks all the mm-hmm. time, I'm sure some of them are probably not going to be the sweetest individuals. Mm-hmm. Um, like one of the like the, the tutorial, the first ten missions are like tutorials, and one of them is like you can use your one of the guys comes out with him and he says oh yeah you can use your limit break when your hp is when your health is at in critical danger and then he just slugs roxas in the face and it actually (laughs) kind of it 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 doesn't land like a joke it just kind of sucks oh he's like there (laughs) just not a very nice person (laughs) and there now your hp is critical test it out (laughs) (laughs) and then you get to practice your limit break and the game just keeps going and then your friend gets dragged to the castle from Chain of Memories, where about fully half of the Organization 13 people just die, because in Chain of Memories, half the Organization 13 people died in that game when Sora kills them. <laughs> and you think Axel's dead, and you, like, ask your friends, hey, what happened to Axel? A- ask your boss, hey, what happened to Axel? And he says, that's no concern of yours. And Axel's the guy you've been going out and having ice cream with after your jobs. Oh, your and ice cream buddy. You, no. Uh-huh. And there's like this dim threat of if you don't do the job, they'll kill you. Oh. <laughs> they'll turn you into a dusk, <laughs> oh. which are the ominous, which are the, the regular <laughs> enemies. Heartless, we got too. nobodies, we got dusks. Got it all. Dusks are like low tier nobodies that lose all their that don't have any individual. Okay, hear me out. So, so a falsy. Just... Let me explain the difference between a Lucy <laughs> oh, <God>. and a falsy. <laughs> you you understand, Paul? It makes perfect sense. I get sense it. I get game. it. It's totally. But... <laughs> it's literally just okay. So the first game you fight darkness, and now in this one you're fighting the void. It's like mm. the most standard JRPG thing, except that all the void people are like characterized. Mm. So. Basically, what I'm trying to get at is that the arc of this game is just doing these grinding, menial tasks. It's literally like, go here and kill 15 Heartless, and that's the mission. Go here and find these five 
doodads. So it's like being um, a job in the like in the most deliberate way possible. In the most deliberate way possible, and then you lose your friend and he's gone, and then you kind of take the new the new hire under your wing a little bit, Zeon, and then you start going on, and then it, eventually you start going on. Um, hang out and getting ice cream with her afterwards and then Axel comes back and you're all getting ice cream together and then Zeon for for a specific reason Zeon can't do her job anymore and she thinks that they're going to fucking kill her (laughs) and you're like okay I'll just do all of your I'll hit your quota for (laughs) you and I'll do twice as much and then you just do that in the game (laughs) oh my god so that you can save your friend from being killed. That's that's pretty <laughs> <And> interesting. <laughs> so this game, I, I I've had to put it down for like a week because it's honestly like kind of a heavy headspace. Because huh. like you get pulled out to the side by by um by Zemnis, the the big boss from the first second game. He's mm-hmm. like, "This is Kingdom Hearts. We are building Kingdom Hearts, and thanks, it's thanks to you." Roxas and all of your efforts that we're able to do this. And Roxas is like, why do we want to build Kingdom Hearts? He doesn't say it because he doesn't want to make anybody mad. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't actually know what they're doing. He just knows that he has to do it and that if they, he fucks up, people will get mad at him and maybe he'll do get violence. And it's like, it feels like being caught up in a cult, kind of. Well, I uh, I mean, oh, John, need I remind you of their black cloaks, mm-hmm. uh, brooding mm-hmm. personalities. John, <laughs> John, you might be in a cult. I don't want to alarm you, however. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you're way... literally just like... Go ahead. Go ahead, Red. The way they say we're building Kingdom Hearts, it made me think, is this a game in- about working conditions at Square Enix? <laughs> I'll do all your work so that you don't be killed. Oh no! There's a real dark turn here I wasn't expecting. Uh Uh-huh. And Um, just the way everything sounds like the worst boring MMO quests. Yeah. Kill kill 15 heartless. Yep, and then you get through to the end, and then at the end of every one you go have ice cream with Axe and Xeon. (laughs) And oh, there's free ice cream. Okay, <laughs> that makes it all worth it. And it, so, like, so, like, between every other mission, there's this little inter- interlude where they have a really sweet conversation while sweet music plays. And Roxas is out of commission, is like in a coma for the entirety of Chain of Memories because of some stuff to do with Sora waking up and da 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 da. And then the whole, and then it turns, and then Zeon is coming and bringing him seashells while he's asleep and putting them by his pillow. And you wake up, and there's all these seashells, and it's like there's so many little quiet moments and it is just like concentrated start of a sad vn energy <laughs> oh, geez. but in the form of a kingdom hearts game where you also go kill heartless um and the thing is i know what happens to roxas and axel in kingdom hearts 2 oh it's, it's right. not it's not it's not uncomplicatedly happy <laughs> right right um it might not be happy at all. Mm. And Zeon isn't mentioned at all <laughs> in Kingdom Hearts 2. And oh. a, a plot oh. point at the end of Kingdom Hearts 2 is that all of the you see the graves of all the Org 13 people. Oh. 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 And everyone says this one is really really sad. Oh, you know what? Yeah, that's this might be going somewhere. John, I think you might be crying this by the end of this video somewhere. game. <laughs> it's just it, it's like I it's 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 Kingdom Hearts. So what it is is it's an eight-hour-long story squeezed into a thirty-hour RPG, 
and I can see, I'm like halfway through the eight hour story and I can see the end of it and I know it's just going to wreck me. Oh, and I'm like, no. I'm not in a good place to go to take the rest of this journey right now. I'm going to take a little break and then go back to it. Um, and honestly, there's a lot of queer coding going on too. Hmm. Um, Cause like Axel is explicitly, like almost explicitly loves Roxas in Kingdom Hearts 2. Hmm. Um, and I don't know where they're going with this in future games, but I know Xeon is a boy character's nobody. Hmm. <laughs> identifies as a girl, as her nobody. Huh. So, huh. And also you are just caught up in these grinding capitalist <laughs> cult oh, hellscape bullshit. Oh. And it just feels like the queer kid meat grinder video game. Oh, Come no. <laughs> That's... That's what, let's see, like, if it was released in the 90s as an OVA. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what it would be called. Throwback! There we go. <laughs> Come on, I'm reeling it back here. <laughs> God. So I'm just, like, I, I'm just staring down the rest of this game, like, dead-eyed. I think this is probably going to be the best Kingdom Hearts story. Um, but it, in the most, like, oofa-doofa way. Way. <laughs> Because it's very on, per- it's very deliberate with all of this, except maybe the queer coding stuff. Mm. Um, and it's very, very purposeful, and the and the play works for what it's doing, and the, and the combat is cool. Mm. It's neat. It, they do some neat things with it. It's very technically impressive for a DS game. <sighs> Kingdom Hearts queer yeah, colon coded. Boom! I made the funny. <laughs> I made the funny. There you go. There it is. Oh, Zell! I was about to say, Zell, I was in the chat. I was about to say it's lit. This is literally. Tetsuya and Nikki gay. Like, that's what this feels like, and that's where it's going, and it's gonna be rough. So I'm excited. I'm gonna take a Kingdom Hearts break after this, I think, probably. Mm. Um, I think maybe a lot of these characters come back to life in later games, also. Um, uh, yeah. But whatever. I feel like as soon as you I, I, break gonna... that, you, as soon as you do that, it does kind of take the dramatic tension out. Let me tell you about my human. Also... <laughs> <laughs> oh no, that's a throwback. Yeah, <laughs> there's a show that makes me very mad. True, in case it's... Nert didn't know, <laughs> I did not. <laughs> I, I have a pin. I know. I, I love it, and I, but I also have opinions. <laughs> I'll say it. Reverie of a little nobody. We've we've talked about it on the podcast before, but I'll tell you afterward. <laughs> okay. Gotcha. Kingdom Hearts: The Last Last Love Song on this little keyblade. <laughs> Man, Psychonaut is really good. Fuck. It's really good. I want to revisit that. I, yeah, I need to um, revisit that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I bounced off I bounced off that. I've got like ten hours in, like, mm-hmm. okay, this is too much. <laughs> Kingdom Hearts is too much for me feelings wise right now. Mm. Um And I was like, hey, you remember what I kept saying Kingdom Hearts 2 is like baby devil may cry? What if we play more? Actual Devil May Cry. Hey, I I like Devil May Cry. I like Devil May Cry a lot, Polly. Guess what? Devil May Cry is a lot more fun than Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank God. I was it's hoping like, that that was... Uh, I, I was I started... hoping that, like, your time with Kingdom Hearts... Like, I know that they do a lot of cool <sighs> things in Kingdom Hearts. But I was hoping that your time with Kingdom Hearts was not going to make you come back to Devil May Cry and be like, It's just not as cool. Because then I would have mm-hmm. literally mm-hmm. drive to where you're at, 
and and things would get proceed to get very ugly from there. Yeah, no, no, no. no okay, no. I'm good, playing Devil May good. Cry Four, and it's basically like the you're you're imagine you're crawling through a desert, and like you're start and you're just you can't drink anything, you can't taste any, you, you, your your mouth tastes like sand, and you're just crawling through the dunes, <laughs> desperate. You're you're on the verge of death. You're sunburned, and you find a cactus, and you crack open the cactus, and there's ju- some juice inside, and you you gobble down the juice, and it tastes so sweet and so good. And those are the the kind of kind of tough boss fights at the end of Kingdom Hearts too. Yeah. <laughs> and the rest is the desert leading the, up to that. the and awful like, desert. Oh, it's like <laughs> and I'm like, oh my god, I'm actually playing. Oh my god, I'm actually playing a video game. Holy shit. Oh god, it's gone. That was it. That was all I had. Oh no. Oh no. And you keep crawling along and you play and you crawl for 10 more hours because you play the start playing the DS game and you're like, "Oh dear god. What have I done?" And then you find an oasis. And it's just this giant lake of clear, fresh water. And there's like a bunch of delicious fruit everywhere. And you just dive in and clean off and get all the sand in your mouth and you drink water. And that's Devil May Cry 4. Yeah! Now, as far you... as, as far as... Go ahead, Red. Have you played 3? Yeah, he played Are 3. You... Yeah. Okay. For some reason, I thought I you skipped one from three. 1 to 4. Okay. No, I skipped from no, 1. No, I, I would not let him skip obviously... 3. No. Everybody skips 2, obviously. Yeah, because that's the bad one. <laughs> yes. Yeah. The Devil May Cry Trilogy, one, three, four. <laughs> okay, for some reason I thought you'd skip three. Um, go ahead. No, 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 no. I did, it was very hard, because I played it on the original US release mode, which doesn't have continues, like DMC1. Yeah. I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm big and strong, I can play this. <laughs> There's a lot of hard bosses in that game, y'all. <laughs> a lot of hard bosses to play at the end of ten minute stages. Yeah! <laughs> Oof. Oofa doofa. Um, <laughs> Devil May Cry Four has like twenty to thirty minute stages, and then it has continues, and you're like, okay, fuck it. Yeah, this is we're we're in it. We're in it now. It's like it's like Resident Evil Four. It's like we're we're past we're past that old that style, and we're into new video game, and that's fine. Mm. Um, so Devil May Cry Four. A bunch of the big changes here are that you play as Nero instead of Dante. Mm-hmm. Nero looks just like Dante, yep. which is pretty fun. <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> um, but he, instead of, you play as teen Dante in DMC3, and he is just like, just as funny and goofy and thinks he's very cool as Dante and De- Devil May Cry 1, except more so. Like, it's even more um, teen punk yeah. energy. Um, Nero is... Also a teenager and also a punk, but also angsty. Oh yeah, just a little bit. Just cut with a little like not, bit of angst. Not, not not overpowering. No, he's still got he's still got panache, but he's it's a different flavor mm-hmm. than Dante for sure. And I like him. I like him. Nero also has a cursed arm. It's very cool. Oh, it's and your he thing. Uses, <laughs> and he uses the cursed arm. You can pick enemies up and throw them on the and hit them on the ground really hard, and then hit them into other enemies, and it feels real good mm-hmm. the grappling shit in that game favorite... is wonderful mm-hmm. it's basically the the press triangle to do cool buttons yeah is, yeah yeah. It, yeah 
Because the bosses, they aren't vulnerable to being grappled most of the time, but then once you get them to a vulnerable state, they, they, they each have, like, custom animations for Dante, for Nero doing some cool shit. Yeah. And it rules. Um, so this is just, it basically, aside from the missions being a lot longer and having continues, this just feels like more really good Devil May Cry mm. to me. Cool. Um, with that real good grapple thing. Feels real good. Yeah. It's um, it's it's it's, it's, uh, it's like you you like in, in Devil May Cry you get into it because you can punt enemies into the air and then shoot them and that's the coolest thing ever and then they keep reinventing ways to be super cool with every iteration it feels like like they tried to do it with wall running in mm-hmm. Devil May Cry two but Devil May Cry two is shit from a butt so and didn't quite nail that <laughs> one. Uh, Devil May Cry three you just got like a vast assortment of very cool weapons at all times. Uh, mm-hmm. Devil, May, Devil May Cry 4 has the grapples. Devil May Cry 5 has its own cool shit going on that I won't spoil for you since you've not played it. Cool. Um. Um, you can also extend your cursed arm and grab enemies and then pull them towards you. Yes! And if you jump into the air, you can extend your arm, grab an enemy on the ground, pull them up to you, do, and either attack them or throw them back onto the ground, <laughs> extend your arm... Grab another enemy and keep throwing them on the ground. And if you get the timing down, you can build up a rhythm where you're just like juggling enemies against the ground, <laughs> staying in the air. It feels really good. It's very dumb. Um, so I, I'm just in heaven. I'm stuck on the Dante fight on mission ten. I'm not not stuck, stuck. I just I just played a little bit of it before the podcast. Mm. Um, so I'm very pleased. I know from the option screen that you play as Dante for most of the back half. Mm. So I'm gonna it. it because the missions are twice as long, like I basically this basically feels like I'm at the climax of yeah. uh, normal length DMC game. Mm-hmm. Um, they're building to they're building to a climax, so I, I'm anticipating some some kind of weird structure trickery in the back half. Um, I think I remember people being grouchy about whatever it is. So there's a lot of retreading ground. I, I'm I'll be expecting that more mm. or less. Mm. Um, but so far, I am having just a fucking ball. Devil May Cry is really good, and it is much, 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 much more fun to play than Kingdom Hearts. Any of them. This is this is grown up. This is grown up game for John that wants to play action games. God, that's Kingdom Hearts Two is Kingdom Hearts Two is so easy. It is just just piss the most piss easy game. It was very fun. I had a good time with it. I sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it feels good. It feels like coming home, though. It's just so, so nice. <laughs> it's so nice to play Devil May Cry. I just, I played RE4 last year. I played a bunch of DMC for the first time a year before that. Like, Zero's Capcom feels real good, y'all. When, yeah. they're, doing, when they're doing it right, it... Like, mm. that's Capcom always, though. When Capcom is nailing it, like, even, like, with just, like, the Resident Evil 2 remake and things like that. Like, when they are mm-hmm. on a roll, like, Mega Man 11. Like, when Capcom's on, on a roll, they're one of the most satisfying and exciting kind of AAA publishers out there. Um, and I, I'm going to be that person that's like, yes, and Bionic Commando rearmed, and Bionic Commando 2009. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I think... Yeah, this is just. Uh, I as a kid, I always played Mega Man. I played a ton of Mega Man, and mm-hmm. that's the kind. Of, that's the series that they kind of pushed a lot of entries out for, even when it wasn't necessarily wise. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. 
as an adult, I'm kind of recognizing like, oh, Resident Evil and Devil May Cry were kind of actually like their sort of prestige series for a long time. And they, not that they didn't milk those in some ways, like with RE especially, but like they're, they're just very well made and I'm just consistently being blown away by these games. So that's been, that's been very fun. I'm excited to continue the Devil May Cry and Resident Evil and um, Itsuno, Kamiya, um, Mikami, all of those big yeah. auteur voices that just make good, f- really fun games. Got to get Okami loaded up now. Let's go. I it's it's on the PlayStation. I look. I played Wonderful 101, and that was a 20 hour game with a lot of fighting <laughs> the same enemies over and over, and I still loved it. So mm-hmm. I I trust Kamiya to make even to make a Zelda game, and I have so <laughs> little interest in playing a Zelda game. <laughs> so. What if he made three Zelda games in one? <laughs> so I'm very, I'm very on board. Cool. And I think that's it. Rhett. Hi. Now there's one thing I'm, I'm really excited for you to talk about. Oh it's boy. It's up to you if you want to talk about it first. Uh huh. It made me happy. But you can talk about it something else first if you want. I mean, I kind of, I just finished something and I was like, okay, it's time for the podcast. What am I talking? I. I I didn't actually think about what I was going to talk about. Oops! (laughs) It's really, as far as games go, it's the same as last week. So I guess I'll just kind of briefly hit on the anime I just finished, Mm -hmm. which is uh, ReZero, Starting Life in Another another World from Zero, Season 2. The whole thing this time. Oh, Oh, you just did the whole shit! So, I think it was last year I mentioned having, like, a real bad weekend and just, like, hitting the emergency button and being like, I'm going to watch ReZero Season 2 first half. Mm -hmm. And then Mm -hmm. it left me a little cold Mm. because... Mm. I remember that. It is an enormous amount of build-up. And then... So I rewatched it this last week in preparation for doing the second half. Mm -hmm. And there is just a point where you go... Man, this is a bit over the top of how much shit he has to deal with right now. (laughs) Where it's like, <laughs> it's like seven or eight episodes in a roll of here's a lot of bad endings. Oh, good. Good! It's just, yeah. It is just, the, the number of ways this Excellent. goes bad is, except, it feels a little excessive. Oh. And then there was also just feel, realizing like, oh, this is not resolving in any way by the end of this season. I'm, and I'm going to have to wait till March 2021 to actually oh, no. watch the second half. Because... <laughs> So the first season, it's, you know, like 25 episodes. They do three arcs, you know? Mm-hmm. There's the the initial one, the match arc, and then... That the awful fucking one. whale arc. The fucking best shit ever animated, practically. I Oh, yeah, my... Right. The, the whale arc is incredibly I mean, cool. It's incredibly good. I think, Don't worry okay, I it. think the actual whale <laughs> part is extremely dumb, I think. But the fight against Betelgeuse is amazing and, like, how that all wraps up. Yeah, like that. That's cool, at least. Yeah, the the whale is so cheesy. The whale is just like, but the whale is your fucking climax. That is no, what, the whale is climax. When there's though, three of them. There's th- when there's three of them, Polly. It's so cool and so scary. Yeah, yeah it's very very. There's, there's always three there's of always them. another way for them to twist the knife. Uh, so Rezero, <laughs> so season two is like another twenty five episodes, and like some a movie on top of that focusing on Amelia's backstory, it is all one arc. Mm. 
they they really draw Fuck it yes. out, Fuck giving yes. you that any sort of finality and, mm. and catharsis. Because there's so that's the thing. Yes. There's there's like none at the end of season one. It ends on a really awkward time. It's moment. a if, wet fart of an ending. It's just it's not an ending in like any sort of way. Yeah. So that was definitely a little frustrating. And like having read the um, the novels, like so, I was watching mm-hmm. it again with friends. I've read the novels, so I knew what was happening. And I'm like, why would you end here? Why? It's <laughs> like, not yeah, a if you good. Try and break this up. Yeah, it's not a it. it's not a good break point. <laughs> yeah. Bad I mean, decision. those episodes, the TV episodes, are weird because like all of season one is like 26, 28 minute long episodes, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, that's kind of weird. And then all the second half is like 29 and 29 second long episodes. And I'm just like. How did this air on TV? Like, it's yeah. so consistent. It's like, do they just literally have to have one 30-second commercial? And that's it. Yeah, I don't know what's going on Your there. typical anime runtime per episode is anywhere from 22 to 24 uh, minutes. So this 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 show yeah. getting 29 minutes of just full animation the whole time is actually a little, like, weird. Like, I, I've I was never... kind of shocked. Mm-hmm. It's not just that it's, like, always, tw- like, a whole bunch of episodes in, like... 10 out of 12 are like 29, 29 length. Mm-hmm. There's they've also used the opening like twice. Oh, wow. <laughs> that's how you know, that's how you know they're serious. That's how you know you're they're, serious. That's, that's what I'm saying. They're very the serious. I think, I think, <clears throat> I think the first half doesn't have an ending theme. I mean, they have an ending theme musically, but they don't have an ending animation. I think mm-hmm. season two has an ending animation that plays twice as well. Oh, wow. Like they are really just, putting as much time into these as like literally possible because i've never seen episodes so consistently go dramatically like six minutes over kind of the standard length but yeah the way the timing of the end of season one is so awkward because i was like once i started season two it's or second half it's like oh if you had just gone like five minutes more and had the scene with the x character that would have felt a little more yeah triumphant as a like a stopping mm-hmm. point mm-hmm. but again it's a story that you know didn't have a stopping point written in there yeah. i think it's fascinating as well it's like again from the novels like mm-hmm. when reading them like you normally know, got your own speed so you don't you don't feel dragged necessarily but a lot of it like dragged because there's one character that shows up frequently as a roadblock um i'll, I'll just back into that but like but i got to the point where i'm like i i hear i see, I see that name and I'm like, oh no, this is another four pages of them saying the same shit. I'm sick of this. <laughs> Fuck off. Every time, they, every time that name shows up, I'm like, I'm done. I'm going to have to sit through this. And in the anime, glossed over. Like, there is a pain in the ass, but like, oh, they're like an obstacle. But then we moved on. So they cut all that out oh. as well. <laughs> it's oh. Like, oh god. That sounds like a good thing. <laughs> yeah, that sounds yeah. good, honestly. Because like, I, I didn't feel this ever got repetitive. Mm. It's just that He's you're stuck in this one location for so long mm-hmm. for entire two cores <laughs> of animation. <laughs> so yeah, they I don't think overall that it's as strong as that first season because I really like the mm-hmm. Bethel Hughes arc and the way it ends with like a big chase scene mm-hmm. is insane. Mm-hmm. And like I think, you know, first impressions with those characters with Ram and with Amelia and oh, like sure. how all that goes, like Yeah. It's gonna hit harder. I think, than, you know, kind of retreading some of that ground. Mm -hmm. But season two, there are definitely parts where it fucking gets there. And it's like, hell yeah. Nice. Yeah. And then, at at the very least, it ends with, like, most of what 
was introduced being completely resolved. Like, it's not like some cool. massive cliffhanger ending. Yeah, I think something I've always loved about Rezo is like the fact is it leaves you like so many questions and you're sitting there going like I don't understand what's going on. You can't like like I said with Higurashi, you cannot resolve all of these things. And then by the end, it's like actually there was only like two or three stories. They just overlapped in weird ways. So yeah, if you don't know there's two or three stories, you're fucked. And you know, unraveling that is the is the way it does the story. It was brilliant. But yeah, <laughs> I remember finishing the first season and the people I'm watching it with are just like, well, the first half rather, and they're just like, I'm just confused. I don't, know, I don't know if I'm enjoying this. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, I'm that person yeah, that like... hit the end of season one and said, I'm not enjoying this. <laughs> and then me and Rhett were just like, this is my everything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Life's a dawn. So I guess the through line here I, is that... I, I, I... Go ahead, Rhett. Uh, I also watched the Fate Stay Night Heaven's Feel movies. Over the other week. Oh, hey. That's what I was excited about. Oh hey. I had I had not originally thought I was gonna talk about these, but the way you're <laughs> egging me into it is like, okay, fine. Go but for basically, it. Go for it. Those like kind of whiffed for me. Mm. But then immediately diving into ReZero and having Subaru be a fairly similar oh, character. No. <laughs> Red, I was I was literally like you before you cut over, I was literally gonna say the anecdote that I watched ReZero immediately after watching um, season two of Sword Art Online and how that was also like coming out of a desert into <laughs> into an oasis. <laughs> so now you are saying that going from Heavensfield to ReZero was similar. Hey, I, I think it was better than going from Sword Art Online then. <laughs> for sure. Okay, thank you. But I think... I mean, I have to kind of just say it now, is that Shiro's character didn't land for me at all. Oh. So. <laughs> oh, you're gutting, John. I know. Rhett, we, 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 have, we, have to, we have to do it now, Red, because you, you DM'd me, and I could feel, I could feel like your, your, your nonplussedness, and it broke my heart. So we have to, we have to. Rip it off. Rip the bandage tear, off. You got to pull the knife out now, because if we don't now, it's never coming out. <laughs> So come on, Ren. Well, what You're I'm coming. trying to say is that is like going from that and having Shiro like miss the mark for me it, back to Subaru, who's a very similar character, I think, and have him just totally hit for me. It was kind of funny. <laughs> Where it's the way you say how Shiro like is still a frail human boy, even though he's doing cool shit and fighting against servants. Like mm -hmm. Subaru does not have powers, really. He is a frail human boy who still wants to protect and be the knight for Amelia. So that's where, mm -hmm. you know, I saw that comparison. And it was like, oh, it's funny how one of these characters works for me when the other doesn't. And I can't quite put my finger on why. Mm. Other than Shiro. I, can, or, hey, I know why. I because I, lo I love you Amelia. Didn't fucking, <laughs> you didn't fucking finish Unlimited Blade Works, Rhett. <laughs> you okay, didn't so fucking finish Unlimited Blade Works. I didn't realize that was going to be a big deal, but it's obviously a big deal. Rat. So here's the thing about the hate, the Fate Stay Night Heavens Feel movies. They don't fucking explain shit. Mm. They just... Absolutely they, nothing. They animate what's happening. They don't tell you why it's happening. And that's a huge fucking <laughs> deal breaker. If you're just some dumbass like me who just goes in not having finished any, like, any of the previous set... Fate Stay Night adaptations. 
I didn't realize how bad it was either until like, I guess it was like Thursday. I'm talking to John on Twitter and I just mentioned like, so what was that knife at the end? Why did he stab her? And John is just like, <gasps> and, and goes into this whole explanation of what that knife meant, how it was set up. This in, is a noble in... phantasm from Unlimited Blade Works where Caster uses that against Saber to, oh! <laughs> Oh! It's, that was like that was like one of the coolest moments in the story for me was was this like hero projecting this thing and it's like that's the thing from 30 hours of game ago that's exactly what we need right now this is so perfect oh my god he's gonna save her that's the thing and though the red was just like that's weird 30 hours oh. ago was a different arc that's what's crazy about it is that not only is that it's a thing set up in unlimited blade works that they pay off in uh, Heaven's Feel. Heaven's Feel. They pay it off so good. I believe you that it's a good it. payoff. It's just oh. that they don't they don't do anything to make sure movie viewers will understand it. They have Shiro look at the knife one time, super early in the first movie. <laughs> <laughs> they literally, t t for the record, Polly. They literally um, montage over twenty minutes of like thirty minutes of multiple episodes of setup from Unlimited Blade Works oh. that also happens in Heaven's Field. Yeah. They just are like, and then, oh yeah, and then all this happens. They like literally... The cred opening credit sequence. They open credits over the shared route. Like, oh, the first... The, the summoning of Saber is montaged. Oh the my first fight against Lancer. God. So, like, you count... You, they do a flashback with, like, uh, Shiro, Sakura, and Shinji, shithead's name. Uh, and then credits... And then all of a sudden you've got Rin and Saber there and like set everything's completely different. It's just like, okay, fine. But that's like not the most confusing part by far. I mean, I guess if you have, were 100% blind on Fate Stay Night, you'd be like, what? Yeah, you did watch Unlimited Blade Works. Oh, you I mean, did watch the first half or so. I've watched... Right. I watched the two-hour Blade, Unlimited Blade Works movie. Oh, that's the one that everybody hates, the first isn't half it? Of the no, I did. I watched the first half of both anime adaptations and didn't finish oh. either of them. <laughs> okay. I think there was something about John said something about like Fate Zero is a bunch of competent adults competing in the battle royale and they're out to kill each other, and then Fate Stay Night is a bunch of confused teenagers fucking it up <laughs> and like trying to do these fights while going to school and like maintaining their social lives. And there's just very obviously the Fate Zero version is to me more appealing. Yeah. Where they give a shit about the Battle Royale. I've only watched Fate Stay Night in that one. Right? You read... Oh god, Fates the original Fate Stay Night even... is so Oh my god. I want my fucking I want my twelve hours back. God. The thing that killed no, you me. You don't even when... care about them eating Rhett. You don't even care about them eating, do you? <laughs> You don't want to see them go on dates. Wow. You don't want to see them make dinner. I don't. I literally don't. <laughs> you don't. You, a... you don't want to see Shiro with his with his apron and, and soccer with her apron to make dinner together. You don't care at all. <laughs> There's a point in the second movie where it's like most of the characters have lost their servants by that point, and it's just Shiro, Sakura, Rin, and uh, Ilya just kind of chilling at the Emiya house. Oh god. And I'm just like. There is no fucking momentum in this story. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's a slow burn, Rat. See, I trusted the first movie. 
It's a slow burn. I trusted the second movie. The second movie is a no burn! The second movie might actually be my this... favorite one. Oh, weird. Because I think there it's is really still... really good. There's a lot of good shit in that one. There's still some angst with the Shiro and Sakura relationship that was fine. Mm-hmm. But by the point of the third movie, I, I kind of had realized... John, you asked for this. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, keep going. Keep it coming, Rhett. <laughs> this is what I wanted. I know. Don't, don't, don't soften the blow, Rhett. This is this is for us. We're all we're all friends here. We're having a this public space. a public execution of John Fire. It sucks. I'm sorry. <laughs> so like, I thought the first two movies were fine enough. Like, I didn't hate them, mm-hmm. but somehow it was the third one that lost me the most. Where I just kind of realized, oh. like, that it just wasn't going to hit the payoffs in the way I wanted it. Except for the very, very insane big sh- servant battle that happens in that one. You only cared about the servant battles. You didn't care about the hero battles or the Sakura battles. See, but that's what I'm saying. You, you were like, like, I was, like, listing all my favorite bits. And you're like, oh, that Saber Rider fight was really cool. And I'm like, The yeah, Saber Rider but... fight is fucking insanely cool. <laughs> it's very cool, but, like... That's not the point, though. But that, that was like, that's like the third penultimate boss before the end, the actual climax. And, I, and it's like, oh, yeah, that was a really cool fight. <laughs> but what about, what about when, he's saying, when, he, when the sword's coming out and he's just, he wants to save her, Red. I'm over here passing popcorn to Nurt. You just can't see it. <laughs> just, he's going to save her. Okay, keep going. That's why I mentioned how the knife isn't set up in the movie at all, is when a lot of those moments with Shiro, they just literally don't make sense in the movie without context. Mm. Like, there's the one where he, you know, first removes the bandages from his arm, and I'm just like, okay, time for a cool fight. And then he wins in, like, two hits, and I'm just like, oh, no. Literally, it's like the coolest shit in any of the VNs is is this moment where Shiro wins a fight in one attack. It's like the end of a samurai yeah. movie where they, 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 it lands one blow and there's all this setup to how it lands emotionally and then it, it hits and then it's all his internal yeah. monologues. You don't get any of that in the movie. You, you but don't I played get the that. VN, so I knew about it and so it felt really cool to me, Red. <laughs> you have to understand. No, I do understand. I'm just explaining my viewpoint of as movie only, where it's like, well, some of this just doesn't translate well. Where I was literally sitting there in the theater, just watching that, like, oh, this is the coolest in the world. This is not going to hit for any of my friends. Okay, okay. Oh no! If you can admit that. Yeah, I I thought that was the whole point of the bit is that he knew it wasn't going to land, but you need to you need to publicly execute him here and now. There's just there's just such this weird, massive discrepancy between the Shiro fights where he wins in one hit mm-hmm. versus the Saber versus Rider fight, which is like veteran animator going ham for like two solid minutes of just world-class animation. Mm. And it's just like absolutely stunning looking. It doesn't really mean anything, but as far as like fun action fight for a movie, it's it plays way better. Whereas I the literally Shiro... was like, think, yeah. I was literally like in the second movie, like the Saber versus Berserker fight was sort of like my, oh my God, oh, it's so, that one's watch. so good. 
looking at my watch. This is kind of overdone. This is kind of really. It's so over the top. I don't. I don't really care about this. Can we please get back to the eating? <laughs> what is going on? This was not this this big in the in the VN. This That's is just I'm, for the yeah. normies who only care about the servant fights. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait. I can't believe Nine Lives Blade Works didn't land at all. That's brutal. That's the part where they play Emia. It just did not register because it because because it does because you don't get that giant. I, I I sent you a p I sent you a let's play a, a read only a text only let's. Play I was at work, the... dude. Okay, I'm just saying I, I DM'd you a link and you can just take five minutes and read how that scene plays out of the VN just as an academic exercise. If you're interested. Okay. But that, I'm just trying to explain that these big, like, internal monologue, one-hit moments, they just don't work in a movie. If they don't, uh. you know, do that leg work. Because, like, oh. the funniest part is, like, right before the final Shiro, Rin, or Shiro and Sakura confrontation is a Shiro... I'm stumbling all over these names. It's Rin and Sakura... And that one works way better mm-hmm. in the movie, where Rin has this fucking rainbow sword that's like shooting lasers out, and then she refuses to stab Sakura because that's her sister. It's very easy to explain. I just explained it to you guys, and then Shiro runs up and stabs her, <laughs> and that's but it's not with the... okay. Okay, but it's with the good knife. This all right? It's so the second <laughs> scene, I'm sta- stabbing you, but it's with oh. the good knife. Don't worry, it's, it's fine. Like it's, the very main... funny to, it's very funny that Red didn't have the context here because there is a scene in the second movie where he almost stabs her with a real knife and it's heartbreaking. And yeah. then in the third movie, Red's just like, wait, what? he did stab her this time? He does but at this stab point, her, it's supposed to be nice. Good. But it's good this time. And they just don't explain that at all. I'm sorry. <laughs> all right, I'm going to share one thing. I'm going to try to turn this around. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share one thing you said, though. That you're because a character sacrifices themselves, and Rat was oh. just like, if this was like Simple Gear, then Shira would have just kept them from sacrificing themselves to kill the big god, and then just fought the god. Yeah, um, obviously, and then kill and then kill the big boss monster. And I'm like, Rat, do you think that the final <laughs> boss of was wasn't enough? Was it not big enough? Was that not satisfying? It ends with like this amazing Metal Gear shit. I was like, what, they don't fight the god? I'm like, no, they don't have to fight the god. They what? introduce the character, Avenger, the, like the root of all evil, and then they don't actually succeed in waking it up and the movie ends. Yes, they stop it. But... That's just that's not how JRPGs go, though. It's like having whiskey dick and having <laughs> to go the... home because you can't get it up. I literally told people, like, this is my favorite final boss gone of all time, is Heavensfield. I would have gone one more. <laughs> The, the other, the other like expectation versus reality crash for me was, you told me who the final boss was, and I was very excited for that mm-hmm. because of the end of Fate Zero, where that fight at the end of Fate Zero is two guys at their absolute top of their game, whereas the one in in this movie is two guys who are on death's door. So They're it's compl- on the verge of death, fighting each, clawing at each other. I like the one in fa- the coolest shit. I like the one in Phase Zero more. That was ah! the, 
when I met when I mentioned like when we did the anime stuff last year, and I mentioned how Fate Zero didn't land for me nearly as much the second time, it was that specific specific fight at the end that was like got me back on the edge of my seat, like tears in my eyes, like rooting for it. It's like fuck yeah, this is the coolest shit ever. So like, there's potential for me to like Fate. I think I just like Urobuchi's vision for it more because he's a better writer than Nazu. It's fine. it's fine. And then, yes, Rin has a sword that fucking takes mana from other dimensions. Of course, they could have fight, fought the final boss god. <laughs> I don't actually remember why. I don't remember why she couldn't use the infinite mana sword then. I, I think only she could use it, and she was kind of down for the count. Yeah, she kind of sure. got fucked up by Sakura. Sakura is so good, right? <laughs> I think, was that the day we recorded the podcast? We had, like, talked about, like, sucking blood vampire finger stuff, and then it actually happened in the movie, mm. and I was laughing. Yes, I, that's why I was laughing about it, because it actually happens in Fate. But I, I didn't know that at the time I, I made them. that joke. I love them so much, right? Oh, it was that, it was the Mary Skelter it's... stuff. Like yeah, the blood oh, right, 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 Yep. Like, they actually do that in this movie as a replacement for some of the sex. <clears throat> they have Shiro, or they have Sakura start drinking Shiro's blood. And it happened no, the it's, day. No, it's really nice, because, because in the, in the VN, there's this, there's mana transfer bullshit yeah. to just, to justify them having sex. So, but in the, the re-released version of the VN without porn, they made it so that she sucks her, sucks his blood. Um, that's how they that's how they do mana transfer in the non-porn version. Mm -hmm. So in the movie, they recognize that the sex was really important to this story, but they wanted it to be actually nice and consensual and not have any of this weird mana transfer bullshit. So they do the mana transfer with the blood, and then they just have sex because they want to have sex. <laughs> yeah. That's great. They do both. So it's very wholesome, is what I'm saying. Unusual. It's nice. Unusual nice from change. you know. It's unusual for the series that brought us oh, don't worry. women worms. <laughs> Hey, don't worry, soccer gets. <laughs> don't worry, soccer gets assaulted like twenty minutes later. I mean, why not? Yeah, of course. The um, what was I thinking? The the dream in Heaven's Field two, the 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 fairy tale it, dream. It's an, that was a movie yeah. edition, and that was that was so good. Every time something is like a movie edition, I go, yeah, that was good. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Everyone I, read the VN. <laughs> I think that's kind of the ultimate takeaway. Sorry. That there's just things that don't... The problem is that you have to or, read Unlimited or, Blade Works as well, least... too. No, and you have to read the first route. They're all important, Rat. <laughs> you're already getting a compromised experience just by... If you do watch all of Unlimited Blade Works and then all of Hensfield, because you're still missing the Fate route, which is obviously important, uh, even though it's the worst one. So I, I mm. thought I thought maybe the people who I think people who have watched all of Unlimited Blade Works will get more out of the Shiro stuff at least. Yeah. Um, I don't think you missed too much by missing that first route, but the the VN is definitely the still the the canonical I mean, way to enjoy this story. I mean, ultimately, that's kind of how we recommend Higurashi now. So it's not that shocking yeah. that the VN conveys go. far more that the anime that anime can. <sighs> all right thank you for all right i feel i feel catharsis i feel cleansed it's okay no one will like heavens feel as much as me because it's not possible <laughs> at least in this friend group 
I mean, there's a way of I and feel about okay. a certain other series where no one else will else will ever love this as much as I do. So yep, yep. It's, we can do the little handshake know, on that it's, one. It's just handshake. <laughs> you you literally said like, oh, this is just like Simple Gear XV, but worse. <laughs> which made me laugh. Which made me happy. All right. Thank you, Rhett. Thank you for thank you for extending that journey since you weren't mm-hmm. even sure you wanted to talk about it. But it was very yeah. it was important for me that we talk about Aww. your Huffensfield journey. I I mentioned like when I was still like not when I was watching the first movie and I didn't realize like how this journey was going to end. I mentioned like the horror mm-hmm. aspects in that one and like how good it was when they surprised me with the the thing that shows up. Like, I think the sense of dread in the first movie was kind of oh, my God, favorite yeah. part. Mm-hmm. But then yeah, it's also... Really drags out yeah. the, it, that really drags out in the end, too, because that's... Mm. The, the shadow is not in those previous two roots. Yeah. So it's this, this terrifying X factor. And it was just funny for me. It's like, <laughs> oh, it's a story where I've always kind of known the basics because I've watched the first half of multiple anime series of it. So having <laughs> this thing, this variable show up that I have never, ever heard of is like, wait, what the fuck? What's going on? Mm-hmm. God, so that's fucking good. The the, the, 20 the, the servant the fights are the first movie. Yeah, go ahead. The servant fights are very fun and well animated. Even if like, I don't know if Lancer <sighs> deserved that much screen time. <laughs> it's like they literally were just like, this is the one. This is the one battle we have in the first two hours of this story. So yeah. we're gonna have to really animate it, even though these are two characters that nobody gives a shit about. I don't even... So they have like this eight minute Lancer versus Assassin fight. I it took me a second to remember who Lancer was even fighting. <laughs> Assassin is in this mm-hmm. so much. He's really cool in the VN. <laughs> okay, Sorry. <yeah. laughs> God damn it. Zokin's really good. At least certainly I you probably got a lot of his his shit. He's just awful. He's yeah. just this awful, awful villain. The thing is that I think the characters I cared the most about were because they were in Phase Zero. Like, well, Sakura's in Fate Zero. Payoff. Hey. I mean, yeah, it is payoff to when they talk about ten years ago. I know what they're talking about. But like when mm. Saber met her end in this, that was the moment that got me the most emotional. Is because I'm like, sorry, this this one's not your arc. Mm. You do not. You don't. Oh, you don't it's real brutal too. You don't get the grail in this one. Sorry. Sorry. And then there's, and then I told, and then you, I, I, I told you about hollow ataraxia and how it follows in an imagined fourth route where everybody lives. And Which it's is mostly fun, fucking fun bullshit. <laughs> God, God, I fucking love fate. All right. Thank you, Rhett. I don't want to Okay, so, so that's, the, that's our anime corner. Surely <laughs> there can't be any more anime. Uh, yeah, that's the anime corner. Surely we've done it. It's done and dusted. Everybody can be. You can you can tune back in now. Anime hour is over. I'm gonna go ahead and say psych. 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 Oh. Sorry, it's not over. Gotcha. Japanese cartoons are still the talk of the day. It appears. Yeah. My kind of episode. Because I accidentally ended up watching more of them. Uh, because video games. Oh. I just like. I just don't care about video games right now. I guess. <laughs> yeah. It um, happens. I had that Mary Skelter thing going on, but now it's just like, I'm just going to wait on... I'm, I'm either just going to wait till Mary Skelter 3 comes out or Mary Skelter 2 goes on sale. 
That's fair. That's just kind of where I'm at. Like, I don't want to finish the Steam version, unfortunately. <sighs> that's... Yeah, I mean, that is the decision we kind of came to last yeah, time. Is like, just like the most sensible choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I was just like, all right, no more video games ever because they're bad. Let's not play those anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and I decided, well, Japanese cartoons, I haven't been to those in a while. And I know that I had some things there on my to-watch list that I need to get around mm-hmm. to. So, we decided to do that. Um, I kicked it. And, and I'll, I'll kind of blast through these because it's just kind of a grab bag of stuff. Um so, I watched the Kanasuba movie. Oh, did you? Yes! I didn't know about this one. I, man, okay. y'all like Kanasuba? Yeah. What if I told you there was an 89-minute yes. episode of it? <laughs> and it's a <laughs> really... what it is. What if I told you that it was sort of an, a Megamine origin story? Could I sell you? Excellent. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. very yes, that would be that's positive. This, like, again, you just kind of get reminded over and over again of why you like Konosuba. Okay. When you watch God, I this. Thought... <laughs> wasn't sure if this was going to be a positive or negative review. No, I, I absolutely love this. Um, like, there's okay, there's one kind of gross transphobic bit in the middle. Yeah. And I was just kind of like, mm-hmm. okay, whatever. And, like, you know, it, it's not as bad as the weird rapey scene in the first season. So. A lot of the humor in this is kind of like Cosma trying to have sex, and it does get uncomfortable a couple times, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But mm-hmm. <laughs> they, they they get some good use out of the Cosma's finally going to get laid joke, too. So there's a very well-animated <laughs> hand scene that I very specifically remember. Oh, that was, God, the hands. That was just, who painstakingly did all 972 frames of that animation cycle? <laughs> Uh, but hey, like it's 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 not anything super special. It's just it it's just a ninety minute uh, Konosuba episode that's just really well written. Mm-hmm. It's funny, like these characters, like you know, like, like it's, it was surprising to see Aqua kind of take a back seat uh, because she's usually kind of front mm-hmm. and center in that in, in that show. So like for Megamine mm-hmm. to kind of get uh, the lion's share of being on camera and kind of like exploring like why like. Uh, and, and, and like like why her friend learned the magic she did and stuff like that a lot of the sweet little moments um, yeah which again I think is why this show works is it like yeah like everybody in this show is, is an asshole but like there's a heart to it there like mm. it just makes it work mm-hmm. so that that was a good time um, if you, if you like Konosuba there's really no reason to not check yeah. this out because like i said it's just a 90 minute episode of that <laughs> i mean it feels like kind of like it's definitely like the next story arc where it's more like three or four episodes yeah i think that this was its own light novel um yeah because it goes real big at the end just like the other kind of yeah. fights against the demon lord generals yeah. or whatever yeah. they are yeah um uh i started watching mob psycho 100 yeah. Oh hell yeah! This. Tell us about your journey with this. I didn't know. Like my journey with this was like, man, I hate My Hero Academia. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and then like like five people on Twitter were like, go watch Mob Psycho 100. I was like, man, that's like a lot of consistent praise from people who one don't like My Hero Academia and two have rec- are recommending me Mob Psycho 100 and three, it's not JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. <laughs> because <laughs> that's usually like what's good. that's usually what happens right like you go like i need an anime suggestion and then you know you're gonna get that that jojo's bizarre adventure person for sure yep. 
Uh, so Mob Psycho 100 is uh, it's by the, the 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 same dude that did One Punch Man, which I didn't know uh, going in, but then you immediately mm-hmm. kind of get that oh, it's definitely him because it's his style and like the main character is kind of th- he's a similar analog where he's a very very powerful individual, um, very capable of pretty much flattening an entire city if he wanted. Um, yeah. but he's very subdued. Um, very quiet, mm-hmm. very reserved in the in this way that, like, I don't know that I, I I've seen many anime protagonists written like him, um, because you can't tell mm-hmm. if him being so subdued is coming from just him being a very muted personality or if there's reason for this, um, and the and the show kind of ex- starts exploring that space the more uh, it goes on, um. And uh, I'm at about episode nine of season one, so I've not finished yeah. it yet. Uh, but we're at a point in the story now where it's kind of really picked up and you understand what's going on with this character and his past. And it's a very cool story. And his brother's involved and there's some really cool tension and, and, and like jealousy going on there. That's um, it's, a, it's a deeper story than I thought it was going to be. Uh, because yeah. it, I think that initially it, pre- it, it presents itself... Um, in a very goofy manner, uh, starting out because like he's the psychic, yeah. like he's the psychic, but he's working for this guy that's clearly not a psychic. He's <laughs> just kind of a con man that's using mobs powers to earn money. And it's just like, they, they have a lot of fun humor, uh, with that. Uh, and, um, I, Reagan is great, though. Yes, he Reagan is a, amazing. He is an amazing <laughs> character. I, I like. He's one of the yeah. reasons, one of the highlights, very clearly, because like they always have something fun for him to do, even if he is not part of the main story. It's just like mm-hmm. he's like any gag that they flash back to him doing and trying to swindle somebody out of money, just pretending that he is a psychic is. It gets me every fucking time. Like it's always <laughs> funny. Um, the, 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 the visual production of this show is ridiculously incredible as well. It's crazy. Like, yeah. the constant shifting of art styles. Uh, I like the fact that they kept the mangaka's original art style instead of... Because uh, uh, I think that with One Punch Man, they kind of watered that down. Yeah. yeah. Whereas this is just, like, fully immersed in this author's vision and, like... Um, my understanding is that it's almost panel for panel um, with the manga. It's just what I've heard, anyway. I have no idea about that, but it's also it's so animated. Oh like, yeah, it's not a lot of still heads talking. It's like constantly like, in motion. Yeah, like you would swear that this is like a trigger show, like Little Witch Academia or Kill a Kill, where there's always motion somewhere in the frame, or there's mm-hmm. always some kind of visual gag going on that you might have to look off to the corner to catch. Uh, there's so much of that, and it, it makes like wanting to go back and kind of revisit scenes like a, a worthwhile endeavor because there's a mm-hmm. lot of, of artistry going on in uh, this show. Um, and when it like amps up for like the big climactic moments where they're not really like always necessarily fights because this is not a character that likes to fight. Uh, he wants to avoid it as much as possible, but it, you know inevitably mm-hmm. like your cool show that's got cool psychic abilities, you're going to have to have big climactic fight moments and man oh man they're <laughs> they're so satisfying every damn time just brilliant loving the hell out of it um 
Uh, I can't see this one being a miss at all, even though like we're you know we're 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 only a couple of yeah. uh, episodes out of the fi- of the first season being finished, and I can already like I think that like it's cruising toward a, a pretty good climax, and uh, I know there's a season two to go into, so like I'm already excited to dive more into this show. I'm watching it with Sayara, uh, our, our artist, which just kind of happened by an accident. It was just like, hey, yeah. who wants to watch anime oh, with cool. me? And then it was like okay i'll watch it with you and then we, so we just started watching it together so that's so, so cool things are cool like when you have people to there to like immediately enjoy them with that's how me and Rhett used to watch anime all the time is that mm-hmm. we would be on aim and then we would like start episodes at the same time and then you know blab about them afterward like that's fun that's always a, a fun oh, way yeah. so nice it's always a fun like, i wonder hmm? i wonder if we did that with my hime we did, did. i very specifically <laughs> We oh were not. God, I was I not happy. I know I, I was can't. not. Okay, we can we can tear it off because I know that I, I I mentioned it earlier, and then I know Nert that has Nert said that he has uh, <laughs> history with my human. Um, Nert, I want to hear your impress. Tell me about episode twenty six. Oh God, twenty six. Episode twenty six is the finale. <laughs> Tell me what you thought of the my Hime finale. Hang on, it's going it's going to be. I think. I think my initial reaction was like, "Are we really doing this? <laughs> are, are we? Are we really? Is this? Is this what we're doing? Because it's it's, it's crazy. I was I was expecting I was expecting a much earlier episode for you to put up, but um, I think I remember just like I I, I am both happy and not. <laughs> yeah, I see. I was the the, the extreme. I, I'm so I uh, I hate the show now because of the ending. Is is basically yeah. what happened? Because I think that. It. Of all of the shows that I watched it, it, in that short period of time, I think that that show has an amazing opening episode. And mm-hmm. as it goes, it increases its stakes in a way that is satisfying. It's dramatic. It's traumatic. Mm-hmm. Um, these characters get mm-hmm. put through the, the emotional ringer um, in a way that was just like, it's ballsy you went there because I did not see that happening. And... <laughs> The finale throws every bit of that away in a way that I feel is insulting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, I... Like, a character in this story gets raped by somebody else, and they make a Gomenasai joke at the end. Like, that makes it better. And that was kind of like the nail in the coffin for this mm. show to me. <laughs> was like, yeah. oh, yeah, that nope. No. Mm-hmm. So, like, the Deus Ex Machina was bad enough where we literally erase yeah. everything yeah. and nobody learned a fucking thing. But when you you have that character float by and throw that shitty apology with a big smile on her face, you don't recover from that. <laughs> yeah. That's it. I think, I think you'd let okay, the finish your head with uh, go ahead, nerd. I made the um, I made the forgive me. I made the the shovel knight joke mm-hmm. without being aware of that context. For the record. Oh God. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, and you were saying nerd. So, uh, my history was it because like, um, I just didn't expect any of it. It looked like the dumbest show I'd ever watched, mm-hmm. but like in a good way. I was kind of in the mood for. I just want shit blowing up, and the first episode delivers, hundred percent. Yeah. Like the second episode delivered, third episode, and four, but the fourth episode, I was like, "This is this is unbelievable! How stupid this is!" And I love it. I'm I'm here for it. And then the trauma hits. Mm-hmm. I was like, I, that's not what I wanted here. I didn't want this, <laughs> and now I have it. 
and, and, and my heart is in three pieces now. What the? And then just kept going, and it got worse and worse. And I was like, I've never seen a show do this. Yeah, they, especially for such a for such a show, an opening like that. They just deconstruct Ooh. these characters into paste by the end. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, and then like the clap, like you know, I do like my happy endings, but yeah, the retcon was like, no, this this show didn't deserve it. No. <laughs> It it yeah like that show is like literally like that show is probably the only anime I've ever watched that legitimately pissed me off. <laughs> um, the thing the thing that gets me is like like the way Nerd just mentioned is how the second half kind of shifts gears and becomes like a trauma for the characters mm-hmm. and like how my Hime is kind of like an early version of Madoka. Yeah, it really yeah, is. It, it really starts putting the characters through the ringer and like. When I was first watching Madoka, I had and I got to the ending, I was flashing back to my Hime and I just went, Oh, they're just doing they're just gonna do a reset ending, huh? Cool, fuck it. <laughs> and like But there's something about the way Madoka pulls off its ending that doesn't feel as unjustified bullshit G- that that my Hime mm-hmm. failed. Yeah. yeah. I, I, think because, I, like, I do think because even though like Madoka does bring some characters back to life they don't really focus on that. No. They still have the characters learn something. Yeah. Like Homer and Sayaka, like their status is not reset. No. Like mm-hmm. so do- it doesn't feel like the whole show was a waste to get to that point. Mm. Like I had problems with the ending of Madoka because yeah. especially cuz I had an en- I had a much better ending in my head at the time. Mm. Oh, I saw so yeah, many hints for it like it's like oh that's where it's going to go and then it didn't and then I'm just like ah, are you are you shitting me? You, you were hinting to a much better ending than this. <laughs> so I, I was very upset with that. But, but yeah, absolutely. It was definitely better than my amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We can at least give but, it that. <laughs> I think I think I find it hilarious because so many people were watching, the, you know, even the early episodes before anything went dark and they were like, like, ha ha ha, this is, you know, this isn't going to go dark. Like, Have you seen the opening? Have you not, <laughs> what? Have you not witnessed the opening? Yeah, oh, you're like, never going to realize this is going to go. It's like, I, come on. <laughs> Good stuff. So 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 we'll continue that line then from like from like you know magical girl adjacent uh, television, very um, stupid shows, very stupid shows, big loud stupid, which that that plays here. We like big uh-huh. loud and stupid. Yes. Um, so I did something that I wasn't sure I was gonna do, and then I watched it over the course of two days. I watched Senki Zesho Simple Gears GX. Yeah, that's how oh, you did. I watched it in two days too. <laughs> did you really? I ate the whole thing in two days. Holy yeah, shit. we both devoured John, Simple Gear GX in two days. John, out of the blue, wa- watched the first six episodes and DM'd me and said that was the coolest shit I've ever seen. Oh, this is. And wild. then Holly basically <laughs> did the exact same thing like six months later. Yes. <laughs> that's wild. So, <laughs> so Simple Gear is like everybody that tell us that, that, that's too. They should know what it. They point. should know. Simpo gear is at this point. It's the magical girl show where they sing and one girl punches things a lot. That's that, and it's like Red's uh-huh. favorite thing in the entire world. Everything. It's my everything. It is literally his everything. Feel. So, season one and two the of Simpo gear. This is the third season of Simpo gear, uh-huh. by the way. So, season one and two. Season one, for me, to to do a little recap, Mm -hmm. it was uneven, but I saw the potential. 
Season 2 completely lost me because it was full of just really bad writing and characters changing motives to fit what the story mm -hmm. needed to do rather than being, like, true to themselves. Like, nothing about Season 2 feels genuine to me. Mm -hmm. Um... So it was a lot with a lot, like, and at that point I was just like, yeah, I don't think this shows for me. I don't think it's ever going to give me what I need. Um, but I like Chris a lot. So I want to see Chris. <laughs> I, I wanted to see more Chris basically is really all it boils down to. You like a character a lot. Sometimes that's enough, right? Sometimes yeah. like you play a video game because you see a character design and you say, that's cool. I want to be that. Um, and sometimes that can happen with anime where you look at a character design and go, oh, you know what? Well, let it's not the worst thing I saw. Let's just do it. It's not my Hime. <laughs> it's kind of like the, the point I can use to justify watching anything at this point. <laughs> so, Simple Gear Season 3. Um, what, 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 is this, what does this season do? So, like, a, a good Simple Gear season, you've got to have good antagonists, I think. Uh, because this is a, mm -hmm. an anime where girls are going to be fighting and it's got to look cool. And you gotta have cool is a prime factor in Simple Gear. <laughs> uh -huh. uh, this is by far the best set of antagonists. Uh, they're unbelievably like, like they're believably dangerous, um, and they light up the screen with the lots and lots of really cool, fun, ridiculous attacks. Which is something that I think that when this show is doing like doing this, when this show is playing right, it's doing that right. And like the the the, the main antagonists of this season are all really cool and unique. And just immediately, like, dangerous and fucking rad. Um, like, they, they all kind of get the show. Absolutely. They, they get the show off, like, you know, like, in the episode. And they're all just doing super cool shit. Uh, they're a legitimate threat to the main characters. Um, and, and, and... Like they're a legitimate all, threat to Hibiki. Yeah, they're... That's the like, thing. Like, that's... That that's the thing. so <laughs> is, much. God. They're a legitimate threat to the main character who I feel the first two seasons had just focused entirely too much on. Uh, I was sick of Hibiki by the mm -hmm. time I got to this. To, to episode mm -hmm. one, to, like the first time I got to episode one of season three, I quit. Because I was, I'm tired of Hibiki. I'm tired of this show telling me how cool she is. I get it. <laughs> um, but, 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 cool fucking antagonists, right? Yeah. They're, they, Mm -hmm. They're just incredible. Um, the fights with them are always cool and high stakes. And, like, you always kind of get the feeling that these antagonists are just playing around. But they're still beating the main character's asses. And it feels really good. I like it. I know that I've kind of had a problem mm -hmm. with that kind of setup in the past. With things like Trails of uh, Cold Steel doing it. Um, but I think that, like... It, they justify it uh, in this show. Like they justify yeah. why battles mm -hmm. end the way they do, and I, I, I was, I was on board with it. I mean, it's not a video game. It's not like you no. win a fight against them, and then the story goes to actually you lost. No, like, no, 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 no. Like these <laughs> characters lose, and they get their, yeah. they get their shit pounded, and they don't feel good about it. Um, Hibiki loses. Hibiki loses, and that is kind of like where it hooked me. I was like, okay. <laughs> you yeah. just like seeing her get beat up. No, 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 no. It was just like <laughs> it was just okay. Like maybe we can turn the focus then. Like maybe like we can like not necessarily. I don't want her out of the picture because the show mm -hmm. needs her as the heart and soul. I get that. I'm fine with that. Um, but it's just don't make everything about her, <laughs> and, yeah. and and show that yeah, like she can like 
you know, she is fallible. She's not going to always, you know, prevail. Like, she, mm-hmm. she, she's going to get her ass kicked. Mm-hmm. So, fantastic. The, you hooked me. The fact that she has that... The fact that she has that amazing, like, moment where she gets her voice back, she can sing again, she catches Miku under the waterfall. <laughs> the gush. So good! And then they have... And then they have the fight where she gets... Yeah, where where things go bad. Yeah, like like, that like was when like, she is oh, at the top of oh. her game, when she is literally at the top yep. of her game, they knock her off the pedestal. It's just like that's in front smart. of her girlfriend. In front of her girlfriend. That's yeah. That's that, that like that's really completely on board. That's really smart writing that I didn't see the first two seasons. You know what else I didn't see those first two seasons? Pacing. What? Pacing. Yeah. <laughs> Guess what this season did. They found their what? sense of pacing. This is just a straightforward... That's really what it felt like to me, too. It's a straightforward, good story with, like, well-defined stakes and just a solid set of themes that it follows through on. Just start to finish... It's about things. I was I was 100% happy with with this show from episode to episode. I It always felt was exactly where it needed to be. This show is just knocking it out of the park now. This is night and day to me. This was just such a fucking shock to be half to get halfway through the series to get that really cool climax in the middle, and to just sit there and be like, "I think they're gonna do it. I think they got this." And I didn't want to go to Rhett too early and be like, "I think they yeah. got it," because I didn't want to get his hopes. Which is up. literally what John did. <laughs> I didn't want to get his hopes. Yeah, I waited six episodes, and then but I all I told him, him was. I've watched six episodes, and that's all I'm saying. But I think that, like, <laughs> if I'm going to watch six episodes of anything, that probably says something, I think. But I know which episode mm-hmm. six is, and I was like, well, you're either done or you're in. Yeah, I like, was in. That's, that's I was, really the point. I was in. So another thing that I was not super always on board with was how the first two seasons did character storytelling because it wasn't consistent mm-hmm. and it was largely focused on Hideki, uh, who we kind of already knew everything about for the most part from that first season. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel that like she kind of had an emotional arc in that first season that was satisfying. And then they just kept drilling on her for some reason. I was like, I need more about these other characters. I need to care about them. Chris is really cool. Talk mm-hmm. about her, please. <laughs> Chris. That's all it really boils down to. Um, I think the character storytelling, like, 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 everyone's got their own little mini journey of feelings going on in this season, yeah. and they, they, like, everybody's got something they need to sort out, uh, and they all kind of re- revolve around the themes that the series is dealing with, with regards to like uh, redemption and feeling and feelings of inadequacy. Um, and again, boom. They knock them all out of the park. Like, they managed to actually tell us... Like, I was actually shocked at how little Hibiki cool. is in this story. Because this really is not and a... she still has her own little arc. Yeah, she yeah. still has... An, and she's like, still, like... They give us new stuff about Hibiki. Yeah. Like, yeah. We'll but talk about that. Yeah. We'll talk about that. Oh, oh yeah. boy, we'll talk about that. Okay. A lot of Hibiki stuff in the season is not fights. Yeah, it's not. Surprisingly. Yeah. Um, But, like... The, 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 the new characters that get introduced in season two and carry over to season three, they had these cool little emotional arcs that they all had to go through to get where they need to be. And they wrapped those up really well. Even for characters that I don't like. Even for fucking Maria. I don't care <laughs> I about it. I don't I like about Maria. Say. I don't like Subasa. 
But I liked where those characters... I care about them a little bit. I liked where those characters (laughs) ended up by the end of this season. I think that they had, like, they had all kind of overcome something inside them that was just, like, gnawing at them and believable. And it felt really nice to get that catharsis for those characters. Even characters I don't care about. I mean, Subasa's moment at the end of, like, episode eight, I think. And that is the first time. The first time I... I yeah. felt something for that character. That is a huge character moment Aww. for her because that has been building up for three seasons. Yeah. Like it's how she looks at herself. Yeah. Like you, you did it. You made me fucking <laughs> care about a character that I just gave no shits about for two seasons. <laughs> did a good job. Like the, the, the character stuff in this show yeah. is amazing. Except <laughs> they goof. They goof. <laughs> so, like I said, this is a season where a lot of the, a lot of the theme, a lot, one of the primary themes is redemption, mm-hmm. um, and this is they carry this theme through very well, all the way through to its final moments, where you have a really really touching moment uh, at the end with uh, a character who had sort of become the main antagonist of the season. There's a very cool moment mm-hmm. where like. You get that redemption, and it's just like, holy shit, they brought this whole season around in a way that is just, like, fantastic. And then they overplay their hand. Mm. So, redemption being a key theme, um, Hibiki's got some shit going on in her past, and it's not good stuff. It's very, it's family-focused, it's really, it's a really hard thing to, like... You know, broken families really suck. Um, Yeah. And she's a character that has suffered through that. And they hand wave that away in in this season's final Mm. moments in a way that, oh man. Yeah, it's stuck in my craw in a way that's just like, I have, like, I have to dock you a point for this because Uh it's really fucking bad. Uh, okay, yeah. can I say something from later seasons? Uh, like, you can, yeah. They don't really commit to that. I would hope not, because it's a real yeah. shitty way to approach yeah. that kind of very real broken family trauma that you know, is very obvious, because we, we flash back to the fact that we know Hibiki had a pretty rough childhood through mm. the first two seasons. Like, they flashed back to that and moments from that. Uh, so to kind of like hand wave it away in this big smiley, like supposed to be a feel good moment at the end, just like right after they have that big, beautiful moment, just, oh, yeah, it gutted me to just like, why did you pl-? like you overplayed that hand so hard? Like, I know that they wanted to like stick that landing on redemption being a key theme of the season. But that ain't how you do it. That's yeah. that's not... You don't give the redemption there. Like, you had your moment right there in that one final moment with two characters uh, having a really, you know, beautiful moment. And then mm. to just ruin it with uh. that last... <laughs> just, oh, that hurts he, so He's much. on the path to redemption. He has not actually been redeemed. And that's not how they act, though. It's just... They didn't know if they were going to get more seasons. Ugh. <laughs> it, yeah. 
it didn't set well with me, unfortunately, but it doesn't ruin the season. It doesn't ruin the fact that, like, finally, this is what I came to Symphogear for. It's like a perfect amalgamation of everything that this series has been trying to do up to this point, but mm-hmm. you nailed it on the third time. Like, it came together like a full package, a full satisfying season of anime that was very much worth my time. So, I'm happy to mm-hmm. have taken that journey. Yay! <laughs> That's all Rhett was waiting yeah. for. I think that was... I, <laughs> I mean... I, this, if I just happy about kind of... this. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> it's so weird. Do, do you want to talk about the fan reaction of this season? Okay. I went to my anime list like a big dumb idiot. Oh, good. I'm yeah. the biggest, dumbest idiot in the world, <laughs> mind you. It's like, what do what do the Simpho Gear fans think of Simpho Gear GX? Like, man, I was like, I'm I'm on a high here. I was like, I'm finally here. I'm bought in, you guys. I go and look at all the reviews. Are literally the worst season of anime. Literally the worst Simpho Gear on the planet. I'm like, did, did did we not watch the same fucking TV show? <laughs> did we not watch the same fucking six hours of television? What happened here? Where's this it's disconnect? So weird. I don't, and everybody, like, just throwing endless praise at season two. At season two! (laughs) The one that I thought was just the worst character writing. And I I was was so butt-mad over that. Just, how is, (laughs) how is this the worst season when I, I feel that it's, like, the most that they've committed to making this concept into what I feel it should have been from the start. Like, why is it kind of feels like a real show? It's kind of was kind of my <laughs> takeaway. It's like, yeah. oh, cool. You you made you you to because like the first season, I was kind of like, this is like very fun, um, kind of like web earnest web comic yeah. energy where it's not really. It really does have that energy of just being written as they produce it. Yeah. Yeah kind of new ground new grounds but in like i mean that in the most nice way the possible, nicest way right? possible because yeah. new grounds is fucking rad yeah. but exactly. i mean like what i've, um, I've then, then it kind I've of done, lost me i've done flash series where i was just write, writing it as i went yep. and like not planning stuff ahead and that simple gear season one has that energy mm-hmm. yes <laughs> and it kind of lost me in the second season because it kind of maybe kept going and the kind of the charm came off mm-hmm. and then season three was like Oh shit! You 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 told a real story. You planned it out. You wrote it ahead of time, and then you animated it, and that feels really nice. Yeah. Um, I think I think I kind of had a similar takeaway where it's like, you have told, a, a you have competently told a story to me, and I viscerally enjoyed watching it yeah. the whole time. Yeah. I think that because you told the story really well, I can kind of see your perspective a lot better. Mm-hmm. And I don't really love that perspective because I didn't I didn't really like the stuff how how that resolved too, and I didn't really like how Subasa's story played off. Mm. What? What? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> Once again, John with the knife. What? <laughs> yeah. Rhett, you just you, know, you I, I dissected it's... this boy for thirty minutes. <laughs> I um, and I was just kind of like, I like I like I like GX a lot. I, I put I gave it the highest ranking. I gave the the shit. Yeah. Um, so, so that was kind of my takeaway. Where it's like, mm-hmm. okay, you you made the show, you made what I wanted mm-hmm. to be, but in the process, like, you kind of, it, the 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 story, the 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 perspective of this show isn't something I super jive with, and that's mm-hmm. why I kind of went to the magical girl stuff after that. I was like, yeah, 
I think that's entirely fair. That's a, that's an entirely fair takeaway. Mm-hmm. I was just glad. I, to I see definitely some, want to watch the last two seasons I was, now. I was just glad to see some actual good character development. Um, it, it's yeah. I, I realize that it's never going to like like fine. You know, like in my my dream reality is like we we get a deep dive on Chris and like the issues that the very real issues that she has to deal with from having been abandoned and the mm-hmm. horrible fucking abuse that she suffered. Uh. We're never gonna get that, and I understand that. And this is not. This is not, like, the worldview that's going to tell that story. I get that. But I think that that, like, you know, having that connection with other stories like Higurashi, where that trauma is explored and we see the character come out the other end a better person, we see that with Chris still, um, in how she's come to, like, sort of allow herself to, to be seen as someone who is allowed to have friends. Like, I think that that's still a big moment for mm-hmm. her, even though we don't have to dig into the deep minutia of the horrible <laughs> things that she's gone through. Like, you know, like, obviously that's not, like, my ideal version of this story explores that space, but you've given me new things to kind of chew on now with this story and w- with this premise and these characters where it's just like, Okay, I'm back on board, and I can come at you on your terms. You don't have to tell the story that I necessarily 100% want to see told for me to, like, enjoy you on your own terms, I think. is like, what I got from this. So, yeah. Like, I I will watch the last two seasons of this show. (laughs) Rhett, I want a contract. You want want a contract? (laughs) (laughs) No. Because after G, you said you were going to watch the remaining three seasons, and I was like, wow, that's a big promise, and then you dropped it after one episode. I was like, well, okay. Okay. I think, I think... We're, I, we're I think, in this, Rhett. There's I'm, no... I'm not going to push you to watch season four no. immediately, because no, that has gone wrong before. Yeah, like, I'm not going to jump immediately right into season four. Like, yeah. There are some other things that I'm kind of, like, want to... I, I want to gel inside, I guess, mm-hmm. Japanese cartoon-wise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, Mob Psycho is obviously, you know, where I want to be. Uh, it's real- uh, Nagatoro is pretty fun. People are gonna, people are gonna <laughs> hate when I read so much. I read, I read so much of that comic. Boy, there's so it's been very funny watching people jump into that world suddenly. You know, I like it's real funny watching people jump into that show and be real mad about it. Man, that show's got some discourse going on. Oh boy! Oh boy! Yeah, I they, believe it. Yeah, I was anticipating that. I was yeah I'm yeah reading that comic. Yeah, it's a. Like, I didn't know what to expect from it, because I know that there's another one. There's another mm. comic that has a similar premise that seems way more mean-spirited. It's the girl with See, the big... Always, the girl mm, has the big I forehead. It's Teasing Master Takagaki, I think. Yeah, that one. I always, but I thought this was the mean one. That's what's kind of surprising I think me. that, like, this, this starts... One definitely, this it one definitely starts off mean. Off pretty mean. Like, she's actively mm-hmm. making a boy cry. Um, yeah. But that transforms... Um, and you can start like like it's only aired two episodes, so you can't. Re- I can't. I, and yeah. I've not read the I've not read the manga, so I don't know where this story goes. But I've heard enough people say, "Yes, this story is going somewhere. Please just trust it." And it's like, okay, okay, I'm here for it. I think the character designs are cute. I think the animation is fantastic. Like the facial expressions are so ridiculous and all over the place. A lot of people are clearly having a lot of fun animating this. Um, it's so expressive. And, and and I think that even with like into episode two, we've reached sort of a a a, a um, consensuality between the two characters that I don't mm. think that it's necessarily as one sided as many people are 
maybe painting it. But I understand that bullying is also a very sensitive subject, and I don't, and I understand yeah. why. You, because like we talked about it with Watamote, where if that character ended up bullied, uh, it would be terrible. Yeah. You can't make that work. That's not funny. But this is handling that kind of material in. A, I'm not going to say a more acceptable way. I'm, I just think that the tone with which it's coming at this idea, uh, and the way the characters are acting within this idea so far doesn't read to me as malicious as maybe some other things in this sort of same space that I've read about that seem a, maybe a lot more mean-spirited and exploitative. We'll just have to see, though. It's only two episodes out of 12 aired so far, and I thought it was yeah. just... Like, I'm watching it, and it's like, it's no investment for me. It's just like, I watch it, I laughed a couple times, like, fine, whatever. I like, <laughs> I like the cute art. It looks nice. Um, she has Can I share a gentle fang impression? and fang. Pardon, John? Can I share a gentle impression from the comics? Oh, uh, sure. Without being, um, like honestly, like my takeaway, I read, I read up to the most recent one, like a year ago or something, mm -hmm. um, and my impression was like it was honestly a little disappointed because it start off started off very edgy and a little scary, mm -hmm. and then it and then it <laughs> turns very gentle and nice and kind of like a nice rom com. Right. So yeah. I think that's weird. what you're describing huh. that transfer, and it gets there organically, like it gets there in a way that makes sense. Yeah. Like even kind of like even two um, episodes in, I think they've done a good job at making these two characters kind of feel comfortable around each other, despite the fact that I don't think either of them know how to express that. That's sort of the impression that I'm getting. Is like I get the feeling that these are two characters that kind of maybe have a thing, but don't know how to really express it at all, uh, and that's like. I've been an awkward teenager, so I guess, um, mm -hmm. you know, maybe I can understand that headspace a little bit. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, I think if I want something that just luxuriates in the in the messy, uncomfortable badness, I should probably just check out Scum's Wish or something. Yeah, that's... Oh, boy. There you go. <laughs> there you go. That's a bandage you can pull off. <laughs> so yeah, anime has been pretty good to me. Um, Sinfo Gear especially was a big surprise. Um, like I, you know, yeah, like I just decided to watch. I just decided to watch season three on a whim. Like it was literally just I'm sitting here. It is <laughs> ten o'clock at night. I have nothing else going on. This is still in my to watch folder on Crunchyroll. I'm going to press play, and then three hours later, I was just like, okay. Um, you're doing something real good here, and I hope you can keep it up. And they did. So, yeah. Simple Gear GX is the shit. Cool. And I think that the fan base is stupid for thinking that it's the worst season. <laughs> <laughs> to be it's fair, really the people I follow are always which like... Is, which is very funny. Yeah, the way John also just watched it, like, on a whim. Mm -hmm. But the people mm -hmm. I follow are also always like, GX is not the worst season. Okay. Okay. Good. There yeah. are there are sane sinful gear fans out there. Oh thank God. Thank God. I, I liked your I liked your tweet that you made at one point where you said, What do F F Zero handshake Sinful Gear GX is the best one? <laughs> <laughs> but I, I don't think actually, you stood by that because you really, really like XP. Because, but because XP is the best one. I know. Cool. I'll get to I'll get to Sinful Gear Heaven's Feel. There you go. So, Nert! Good buddy oh, no. old pal. <laughs> Is he still here? Are you Are you still awake over there? Did I put you to sleep? I'm still awake. No, no, not at all. All right, all right, well. It's like, it's like oh, 
Yeah, it's your turn. Do you, do you got anything you want to talk about, or do you just want mm-hmm. to pass it on? Up to you. I'm not going to force you. I, I don't want anybody to feel uncomfortable. Ah, it's like, this thing is I've got like loads this and loads of stories up here. Uh-huh. It's kind <laughs> of come up with a um, like a prompt for it. I'm trying to think like what, what would be good. What would fit in here? Um, it's, it's not because it's an awkward time. Like I'm playing more normal games at the moment, whereas yeah. like usually, you know, like, a couple of months ago, I'd be like, you have no idea what I've been playing. Oh my god. I think you're always... See, that's the thing. It's like, every time I tune into your stream, you're always playing something fucking interesting. (laughs) Like, you are by far... Like, of all the streamers that I watch, and I'm not saying this just to kiss anybody's ass. uh, It's the reason that I wanted to pull you onto the show anyway, is that, like, of all the people that I watch stream, like, I always go to your stream and I see something new. And I'm just like, nobody else is playing this. Like it's so, and, and like, and like a lot of my game purchase decisions have been influenced by you. So like, I, I just picked up Dark Side Detective. So it was just like, oh, that's true. So so, like, I think that like you are far from playing normie games because when I think of playing normie games, I think like the person that's playing like the AAA blockbuster that just came out this week or something. Yeah. So like. Okay. Well, you might not think that you're playing anything totally, like, out of the ordinary. I think that, like, the fact that you were playing a lot of these cool, smaller indie games and giving those the light and finding, like, more joy in, seemingly in those than the bigger things, like, that's what makes you as a streamer interesting. So I thought, like, oh, surely you've got to have, like, one or two things that you could talk about in depth. Oh, God, yeah. I mean, and then... Because, uh, like, this stuff I can, I can talk about pretty much anything I've played. Like, I mean, I've got Buddy Simulator I've just finished. Mm. Got words about that. <laughs> and, like, Roundabout, maybe not so much. Like, I can't talk too much. Um, Roundabout like is great, game. though. Don't get oh, I is. love that game. <laughs> that was amazing. That was quite a ride. Um, <laughs> Literally. If you, want, if you want me to talk for you, yeah, true. Very true. If you, if you want me to talk for hours, then I've got, like, the letter. <laughs> if you want me to not stop well we have done seven hour podcasts but tonight is not the night that I want to do one of those <laughs> it is 1am for me sir no. oh dear god um, alright well well, pick you something what do you want to talk about like what would you like to enlighten us to let's go for something quick let's, let's, let's go with Buddy Simulator alright let's go to Buddy Simulator so quite new came out on my birthday this year oh no! Nice. which I didn't realize um and it almost feels like it was written for someone exactly like me. Mm. Wasn't expecting it. I, I don't even know where I, where I came across it. I think, I think it was a Steam recommendation. I tend to like... And half the reason I find these games is I, I go to the Steam recommender and I go, don't care about the date, I just want how niche it is. Mm. <laughs> what do you think based on what I've played and how niche it is? And it's like, here's some shit. And I'm like, oh my god. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's a lot of trash, but going through them and finding the gems is what I do. Um, but yeah, awesome. it starts off. And the, the entire concept of Body Simulator is it's like something written in basic from the net from the 1980s which is where i grew up <laughs> so yeah. I was writing you are stuff. in good company here <laughs> so uh, uh, and yeah so it's, it's called buddy simulator 1984 and the idea is it's set in 1984 and like you found a floppy disk or something you stick it in and it's like oh this is your virtual buddy just like run it and it'll like learn how to play games with you and you're like okay and it's proper there's like a dos prompt kind of thing little bios screen you go like run buddy simulator you just have to type it all in and and it really just starts off like okay hello what is what is my name, uh, what is your name that kind of thing mm-hmm. uh, except it's at the very beginning it's just like suddenly like is your name nerfed it's like oh, oh. I didn't tell you that oh <laughs> yeah it's reading your Steam profile immediately nice. it's like it's like oh I know I hang on hang on I was in this <laughs> what was the title one more time uh, Buddy Simulator 1984 Buddy Simulator 1984 cool. 
Um, so yeah, so, so it's originally it's already it's written it's read my name from the computer. I'm like, all right, okay, yeah, I, I, I see where this is going. Um, but it probably starts off with like the kind of games I did play. When I was like six or something, where it's just like, let's play rock paper scissors. What do you choose? Oh no, 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 like um, pick a number. I'm thinking of a number between one and ten. What is it? Five. Wrong. Guess again. <laughs> Four. Wrong. Guess again. It's like. Okay, height of gaming here. Mm-hmm. And, you, and you play through a couple of these games, and they're, yeah. and, they're, and they're all like that. It's like Hangman, but it's just like, it just says, like, Nut is my best friend. <laughs> okay, you're on this level, fine. But you get to the end of that, and it's just like, ah, oh, we have played all of the games. Hmm. I think you are bored of these games, are you? Yes, no. And like, uh, yes, you are bored of these. Oh, okay, <laughs> guess I am. <laughs> and it's like, I would like to write a new game for us. Please give me system access. <laughs> And it probably says like here, type out this like system access equals yes or equals true or something. And I'm like, mm, equals false. And it's like, haha, you meant to type true, didn't you? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh no! Oh boy, here we go. Down the rabbit hole because that's what I do in these games. You have to go down the rabbit hole. Oh yeah. Um, and it just it just goes from level to level to level. So it opens up. It's done. It says okay, just just going to quickly reboot. Reboots to get close to the game. You have to open it back up again. And it's suddenly in a text adventure. It's gone from you know one one press. Type one presenter. It's now a text adventure. It's proper like go south, oh, pick up yeah. item, do this. And I grew up with those as well. So I'm like, oh man, this is this is flashbacks. Mm-hmm. And then the oh. horror starts. Oh. <laughs> it is a horror game. Yes. <laughs> uh, so immediately, and, and it's amazing. I, I love how much it can fit into these tiny bits of text because it, it is just like, okay, you go left, you go left. It's dark, and it's like it is darker. It is getting really dark. Are you sure you want to continue? Are you sure? Like, oh Christ. <laughs> And then just things oh, like, oh, you no. hear a noise, you turn back. Okay, I guess did. I'm doing that now. Yes, I did. <laughs> oh, I think my favorite one was it's like, okay, you go, you, you go to like a shed and you, you've explored a bunch of things at this point. It's like, okay, you find you find a box, you turn the lantern on. Okay, you can see a box. Open the box. Inside is a doll. One eye is missing. You take the doll. Wait, I didn't tell you to do that. <laughs> <laughs> can I drop doll? I do not understand. Drop. Oh, God. <laughs> Got a creepy doll now. <laughs> And, and it just keeps going, and then and just suddenly it will just jump out of where you're what you're expecting in different ways. I think I think there's one one point where you like have a painting there, and it's like, what's the painting? It's just you are frozen in time, and just this this noise starts playing over your ears, and you can do nothing other than stare at this painting and answer its riddle. <laughs> oh, oh, I was I was having fun playing with dolls a minute ago. Yeah, like that seemed a little <laughs> more preferable than the creepy painting. <laughs> So yeah, just, just suddenly, suddenly bringing in 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 noise out of nowhere in this text adventure, fantastic, and it, it just carries on, and I'm just in, I'm just enamored at like how scary this bit of text is, mm-hmm. and then suddenly, we're playing a 2D adventure game. It's like it's basically Undertale. Oh, going, oh, and it just and it just keeps going, like it just, it just keeps escalating every every time, which can be quite long by the end mm-hmm. of it. It then goes, hmm. We need better, and then just eight upgrades again, <laughs> and the game changes and changes again. Suddenly, it's an RPG, and then it's like, oh my god, where's this going? Uh, and the whole time it's getting creepier and creepier, more like glitch, glitch horror. Oh kind of thing. yes, it's just like absolutely oh, beautiful. I love that shit. One of them scared the absolute shit out of me, and that's my favorite screenshot. Like, when I said like, here's the game I just played, I love it. Here is an out of context screenshot. We look at you have no idea what's going on, on the screen, but there is my there is my face just in utter fear. <laughs> I'm reaching in in. in <laughs> It's like, yep, that, that's that's all got on me. Mm. Um, and then just the humor is there, loads of references. Not even like direct references, like, oh, that's a, that's a reference to that, but just like, yeah, I know I know what era this person, or these, these people are from. Again, small team, four people. Mm. Um, and they are, they're super nice. I've joined the Discord because I had like a bug, which was just really quite upsetting. Um, 
when I realized it was a bug. I didn't realize it was when I played it on stream. Mm -hmm. I was just like, oh, I think, I think that's just what it's meant to do. Right, yeah. Because it... on YouTube, it's like, no, you were meant to get something really cool then. I'm like, oh, no. And they were like, shit, sorry. We fixed it now. It's patched. Done. <laughs> <laughs> Update on Steam. Like, oh, damn. So they seem like a really cool, pretty cool team. But just the, the, the fear I got out of it, like, a lot of it is not that scary, which I think is great for these kind of games. People and I've watched people play, play it and go, mm. oh, this bit's not scary. And it's like, yeah, it's not meant to be. So you drop your fucking guard. <laughs> it's not <laughs> when like, it you, it's not out and out horrifying. It's just that kind of stuff where, where it's just like, it kind of lingers in your brain a little bit while you're playing it. And you're just kind of like, what is, I don't know what's going on here, but I feel like this game is about to do something to me at some point. Yeah, something is going on. Like yeah, the, the, the early questions, it's fantastic. A bit like, what's your favorite color? But it's like, when's your birthday? What's your favorite animal? And all of that comes back into the game oh, in some way, which is really so cool. So you can watch like someone else play, and their entire game looks different. I mean, not, not that different, but still just, oh, everything's different. I, I guess you picked a different favorite color. Oh, um, stuff like that, which is just kind of cool. But it, one of my favorite jokes early on is, is you said, like, what's your favorite animal? And I was like, oh, I tried a couple, didn't recognize one. Okay, cat. And okay, cool. What would you call it? Uh, biscuit, fine. And then suddenly in the game, it's just like, ah, oh, it's Biscuit the cat. And it's like, that is a dog. <laughs> that is that is it, it barked <laughs> but every time occasionally you see it it just says like it's Milo the dog biscuit the cat biscuit the cat <laughs> hang on <laughs> I don't think you wrote this game I think there was a game before this game mm. oh shit and then oh hang on there's something in my my documents folder oh this shit again <laughs> oh no <laughs> Did, did, did the game actually fuck with your My Documents folder? Because I played a game called yeah. One Shot that did a lot oh, of... One Shot. Oh, God, One Shot's so great. Oh, God, yeah. Like, that, That like... Yeah, like, this is another one of... Like, you've literally brought two games to the table where it's like, I, I got probably got to play that, huh? Yeah, yeah, One Shot and um, that Pony Island as well. Oh, I was going to ask if you played Pony yeah. Island because this sounds yeah. a lot like Pony Island, but, like, with less, like... Like, because Pony Island's literally just like, oh, Satan owns your computer or some shit. It's, <laughs> it's, it's over the top and it's silly, but I, I feel like I ran, I didn't run out of patience with it. I just kind of like, I think that it lost me because it, it, I think it lacked something where it's like, I wasn't finding the joke funny anymore. And I don't think mm. that it had more than the one joke going on was the problem. Whereas the bits and pieces I've seen of Buddy Simulator seem like it's a little more consistent and it changes things up so much that you don't have time to get comfortable. It does. There's one section that does drag a bit, and mm. especially because there are multiple endings. Yeah. Play it, and there's no, there's no way of going faster. Mm. It was three hours per playthrough, and I'm like... And when you kind of realize what things aren't different, because they feel different at the time, and some stuff, some stuff is. Mm -hmm. but after a while, it's like, no, these 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 beats will always land, and I've got to play all of them again to get the next ending. Oh, so that's, that's the one downside. Yeah, but I was happy to play it that many times just because it was such a good game. Yeah, like you, you seem to really be enjoying this one. Anytime I kind of <laughs> checked in on you, <laughs> it's, it's it's the humor. The humor is right up my street. So yeah. much of it's so so horrific. <laughs> And, and, and it's so you know, so it's one innocent, but like, this is an innocent question. Can I do this horrific thing instead? And it's like you can, and there's an achievement. It's like, oh, good. They know me. They know me too well. <laughs> those games that are just suited to your personality, like when you find and connect with those, it's always a cool feeling. And then that becomes the problem. Is then then what do you play after that? And I keep fucking running into that. It's like I've got a reputation to uphold now. I need to find wackier games. <laughs> <laughs> I keep doing it. Uh, you know. <laughs> 
I, I think that you are going to be fine, like, anything that you play, because, like I said, like, I feel that, like, it's less about wacky and more of just, like, interesting things that I, like, might not have looked at or have noticed, uh, but you're surfacing them, and I think that that's, like, a cool thing that you do. Um, but at least that's, you know, from the outsider's point of view, it's, like, it's less about, oh, he plays wacky games, and more just, like, he finds interesting shit that I just wouldn't think to look for. Yeah, I, th- I think that's my favorite thing, especially when you drop by. Finding games like yeah, talent. Yeah, like, what are you... Pl- where did you find this? <laughs> I, can't even, I can't even explain it. it is, I'll, 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 I'll look through games and be just like, something about this one to me, and I don't know why. Right. And sometimes, sometimes I don't even understand it. There'll be games that I played where I'm like, I don't think this is going to be fun, but I'm going to have fun making fun of it. Mm-hmm. No, the game turns out to be one of my favorite games ever now, and I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> how does it keep happening? It's, it's, you you can't curse that kind of luck. You kind of have to be thankful. Like you're always finding cool shit. Like you're always, it. it's always gonna be cool. Don't That's jinx it. it. I'm streaming hundred percent. That's why I'm still streaming so much because it's like this. This is my niche. This is what I'm. It's making me play games because I wouldn't be. I'll be for streaming. Yeah, like we all buy um, games and they sit in our damn libraries and we're like we're idiots doing this and letting yep. this shit pile up and then like we complain about a backlog, but games aren't obligations, so stop thinking about them that way. Um, yeah. But you I found guess, a way to kind of channel that, and that's really cool. And I guess on that note as well, like I almost wanted to talk about this right from the beginning, from 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 our cold open uh, of just kind of you know things things that should be innocent and are not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, a game that I was going to play for years. I wanted to play a translation. There was no fan translation of it. I went through all the, the effort of trying to set up like the automatic screen grabbers that will then try and like capture the text and then put it, run it through a translated dictionary mm-hmm. just because I really wanted to play this game. And it was just too much effort. I never got around to it. And then suddenly streaming came along. The game got translated and released. And I played it on stream. And very similar. A game called uh, Kimito Kanajono Kotoganajono Koi. Or she... Uh, in English, it's oh, you, I played this you one. And me and her. You yeah. and me and her. Oh, yeah, we, we had a we had a discussion yeah. about this one. Uh, John's oh, played this one. Mm-hmm. I don't know anyone else who's played it, and especially because I played the Steam version. I was uh, like, I know enough Japanese okay, to know. I, <laughs> I know to to know that when they say something, that is not what she just said. That is not what she just said. Jesus Christ, what am I missing? And like looking at bits and pieces of what I've missed, I'm like, oh, and I'm really impressed at what they've done. Mm-hmm. Like the, the version I played. Fantastic. Wouldn't wouldn't really change any of it, but I kind of want to play the original now. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. yeah, like that original story. You probably can't play that original ver. Like we no. <laughs> don't play that on stream. Uh, no. But uh, it's my understanding, like th- just through John, that like the the the, the you kind of need to play with the eight the R eighteen content activated because it it actually is important to the story. So. Yeah. I, I assume it felt like something was missing yeah. from my experience, so I want to replay it at some point. Yeah, from understand, like they they did a really good job of cutting it out. It's mm-hmm. just it's just hilarious when you spot mm-hmm. the, the. It's the still cuts. good. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's still definitely good. Tell us what you're with it. And then that's the, 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 the interesting because I don't know anyone else who's played it, so I can't talk about Miyuki Hell, <laughs> <laughs> but I want to so much. So oh, that's, that's fantastic. Like I was like, oh, I can't even talk about the game, but no, what's that? fucking loved it i have never seen a game do that mm. um oh my god i didn't expect it i didn't know about it going in no one spoiled it for me oh that's and I, awesome and, and yeah. i cleared it first time without having any idea it just suddenly i was just like you must answer like 10 questions get them wrong and you're fucked and i, and I just I was, I was sweating i was just like 
you know, the, this is this is the danger. Like we've spent so long in Muki Hell. This is the danger zone. If I fuck this up, I don't know if we're going to get another chance. Mm. I don't know. You probably would, but uh, it's, yeah. <laughs> oh my god! And then just getting through it, and then just saying like, by the way, the, the, you couldn't have looked that up. God, I wouldn't have helped you. And I was like, is, is that true? And then someone in chat was like, yeah, that's true. Because oh. I sat there and I explored the game. Yeah, actual the fact that I just explored the game naturally because I wanted to. I wanted to, and I saw clues and I didn't know there were clues, and that blew me away. That's that's rad. There's another good. one that's on my to-do list. I am sad. There's one scene that I missed, and I'm mm. very sad about it because it's my seat. It's 100 the kind of scene I would have wanted. To see. Oh. Never mind. Well, good show. Should uh, uh, anything else you want to bring to the table before we kind of move on back to red or something? Or no, that's good. Cool. Well, uh, John, I believe cool. you were next. Actually, they can hurt. Yeah, sure. Uh, we kind of talked a little bit about this earlier, uh, but I did. I just wanted to talk about one anime. I rewatched Monica. Oh, hey, yep, good show. <laughs> <laughs> yep. yep. Except for the so I put this ending. at the top of my game of the. God. All right, so I put this at the top of my game of the, uh, my anime of the decade list, and mm-hmm. it, it's maybe my favorite anime. That doesn't really mean anything at this point. I feel like for I mean, it means something for Rhett, but for, like I remember, I remember as like a teenager, I would be like very, I would have my like rigid top five yeah. anime I'd sculpt out and be very mindful of, and now it's just like, oh yeah, I have these fifteen shows that I completely love with all my heart that mm-hmm. are very important to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I really like Monica. Yeah. <laughs> I feel I feel like this one is just kind of a keystone for a lot of John taste stuff. <laughs> like we did we did an anime of the decade list all three of us and a uh, two of us yeah. put that as our number one. So. Wait. Wait. No, I think it ended up No. Well, I, one, was, two, I put it number 1. You put it Oh right, it was a 1 through 3 thing. Three. Yeah, okay. okay. Yep. Yeah. And then I think you second you put yeah, mine was Shinsekai Yori. Yeah, probably put Shinsekai Yori at number one, and I put it at number two, and Rhett put it at number three. Okay, okay. okay yeah, okay. both of those did one, two, threes, which okay. was amazing. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, so, it's just... Um, the, the, the concept I kind of wanted to communicate was that I feel like it's just so full of story where <laughs> yeah, shit happens... Weird. Where shit happens that matters and the consequences stick through and people have their their arcs mm-hmm. and they reach like these very satisfying conclusions. Um, it sort of divides into like three arcs, sort of, like the intro and and um oh fuck, I forgot the I'm forgetting Ma- the characters. Mommy 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 stuff. <laughs> and then stuff with Sayaka and Kyoko and then the climax with um Homura and yeah. Nautica. Um and just all of them just land so effectively for me. Mm-hmm. Like they do all this, they do this setup with Kyoko and um, Sayaka, Sayaka, who they are and how they both change in different ways and how they change and affect each other and how their relationship builds in this very kind of quiet way. Mm-hmm. Um, that was something that I hadn't really remembered. I remembered Sayaka's arc and I remembered Hamura's arc. Yeah, um, the, like those are the like the not... main kind of the, yeah. the big loud arcs mm-hmm. in in that. Those show. are the big ones, but I didn't. 
but I didn't realize like how much great character work they did with Kyoko. Yeah, I didn't realize how much great character work they did with Mommy. Mm-hmm. Um, what about Hitomi? <laughs> she has an arc too. <laughs> yeah, I, it was so funny how they pulled in Hitomi at the at, at the end of Sayaka's arc to matter in a very perfect oh, way. Oh man. <laughs> God, that's that's some good character economy. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, um, Monica's mom has like Monica. a thing going on that's like very good. Monica, yep. stuff going on. Yeah, right. Monica's mom is amazing. I like, love her. I Monica's love her. Mom is amazing. Oh, and you it's, feel so bad for her by the end, though. We really love her. That yep. last talk she has with oh. Monica oh. is rough. Rough. That last talk she has with Hamura yep. in the ending, she's like, oh, that feels nostalgic. That name feels nostalgic. <laughs> um, mm. um, I think that, and my, so those are my t- two takeaways was like, there was a lot going on in the story beyond even just those two big arcs, which are so well done. Like, yeah. Rhett was just waiting for me to get to episode 10, and I was yeah, like, yep. Like, that's the moment. So they do this whole character, yep. and then you're just... That they that they had that story in the background, <laughs> that they didn't even touch it until the last yeah. three episodes. It's crazy because how they had late all this other stuff. Yeah, yeah, right. The fact that there's three episodes left and they drop that on you is stunning. <laughs> like, by the way, and it oh, and it lands so well. Um, there's little things with the action. Um, I I feel like um, the how Hamura ultimately fights the um, bur- the witch mm-hmm. at the end is the kind of action that very few people, that very few art storytellers are inventive enough to build. Yeah. Um, the way they incorporate like real world <laughs> weaponry stuff in it. Yeah. Is just like, it's just like, it's just like fate zero where it's like, they're taking, <laughs> yeah, they, oh, we're, they going take this, like, we're going back. We're going back. I'm not going to talk. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna live there long. It's just where he's taking like this. There are a lot of magical girl shows where it'll live in this like very simple rule set and not really push it in any way. Right. And then this has its. This takes the rule set and it bent and it pushes it and it breaks it in a really amazing, satisfying way. Oh, for sure. And when it that it that it goes that far and then still still it does not work, just hits so hard mm-hmm. in a really cool way. Um. And the, so the last takeaway, um, I think I've been sort of reductive about the theming. Um, cause I think the way we, t- I painted it when I talked about rebellion, um, last time was just sort of saying like, oh, this is about why martyrdom is stupid. Yeah. Like, I mean, <laughs> I still think that that's a good read. Yeah. I think that's a good read, but I think it's just a little bit more, uh, I think there's a little bit more shades of it, shades to it than that. Cause Really, it was just from the in the ending. They have Monica and Sayaka talking. Yeah, and Monica, they're watching the boy perform, and Monica's just like, "I couldn't change your fate because that would have meant taking away this future, and yeah. I didn't think that's what you would have wanted." And Sayaka's like, "Yeah, you're right." Mm-hmm. And then they're just like, they're happy with it. <laughs> and I think, um, to, not to hammer this too much, yeah. I think it seems like that that make this a better ending than Mahime, obviously, <laughs> is because they very conscientiously do not destroy everything that had happened. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely not. They And, and the fact that, and the way, and the way Monica's sacrifice plays out, and the fact that Monica's martyrdom is basically good in this universe, I think. Yeah. 
um, is the other reason I think there's more shades of gray. I think it's more just about talking about martyrdom because that is mm. a recurring theme throughout like magical girl stuff, throughout superhero comics, oh, sure. throughout, throughout the throughout the world because you know Christianity. Okay. Yep. <laughs> um, throughout and it, and it just yeah. go ahead, Rhett. Well, I think even in Phase Zero, I think it comes up a little bit. Like, oh yeah, it's a, it's a pet theme for sure. Definitely feels sort of like a sequel to uh, Saber Story in that one. Yeah, absolutely. And there's little bits of that and it's his stuff even before Fate Zero. It's he has he has his pet themes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, but it feels like it's about it wants to be about martyrdom and it wants to show martyrdom honestly in a way that other stories don't as much because mm -hmm. they don't show you know the regret or the ugliness or the selfishness that can go into it um and i think it just wants to paint like a very full perspective of what this concept is um and that i think that and it's just like one of the themes that hits closest to home for me personally mm. so Monica lands really hard for me because it is both it's a thing that's really important to me I think it it basically handles it like as perfectly as I could this is the kind of thing I would want to be able to write is mm. just completely propulsive and fun and full of energy and kind of joyous with the ways it explores these big feelings mm -hmm. and big set pieces um it's not just lecturing at you it is dramatizing these ideas and it's doing it really hard and in your face and in a big way that you feel really big um and so i can just kind of point to this i kind of said this about simuhiro boshi um or you can just kind of point at this and be like yes that's that's what i want <laughs> yeah like, like simuhiro <laughs> boshi is, is fucking like perfect yeah like it's the bit, it's, it's shit that's real in that story. Yep. And the way it explodes out is just really beautiful. And this is, this is like even more perfect in the sense of it being this just 12 episodes and it does all of this in those 12 episodes. Yeah. Um, and it just completely, and then just lands extremely hard. Yeah. Not a lot of shows I not make the perfect use of their 12 episode runtime, <laughs> but I think that that show literally never wastes a moment and it takes perfect mm -hmm. advantage of every moment while also being able to move at a pace that doesn't feel too fast or too slow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I was literally just sitting there every minute just like watch. All right. So here they've moved from this scene to this scene. And now these characters are talking and doing X and then I'm thinking about, so they're talking here. What are the things that they're doing in the background of that conversation? And how is that informing the story? And I'm just like, oh, everything in this scene is doing something. Yeah. And then everything in this scene is doing something. It just keeps going like that until the very end. And I'm just sitting here in awe because like, I, it's, it's just really inspirational to me on a lot of levels. Yeah. Um, and... I, I, I mentioned this on the... I, we mentioned this kind of talk, yapping on Twitter, but, like, there's some discourse about if this is tragedy porn, basically. Um, and I think that that's, like... I think we're kind of all in agreement that it doesn't really... No, no. It, it doesn't feel exploitative. I feel like it's... 
complicated by this being from a director who absolutely has a writer yeah. who has written exploitative <laughs> shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, so in that sense, it's even in that sense, it's sort of inspiring because it's just like what if somebody has written these kind of gross exploitative tragedy stuff things Mm -hmm. and then goes into a new story and is still guiding a lot of those same impulses but then does it in a very in a very in a very responsible way in a very guided way Mm -hmm. um because the the violence i feel like the violence in this show hits really hard without ever overstepping yeah it's never gratuitous um yeah um, I think I think the violence of the nature of the soul gem really hit me this time. Yeah, like that's sort of like the main takeaway of that show. I think is just what a soul gem represents. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that that's just one more way. It's kind of inspiring. It's just like okay, yeah, you can yeah tell a story like this and have it not be gross. Because I, I was really insecure about that when we made her lullaby when we made when i made facets yeah like we were very conscious during making that game that was just we don't at any point want Mm -hmm. this to turn into murder porn but at the same time you do want to indulge writing from that perspective and 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 sort of basking in that kind of brutality to kind of explore that space as a writer um to kind of Mm -hmm. just test your own boundaries, test your reader's boundaries uh, and and, and things of the sort. So, yeah, like I remember us having a very, like uh, a very like direct conversation about how we wanted the violence to be framed in that game. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's like the last way it's really inspiring. It's just like, even in in a vacuum, this is kind of like a perfect story to me, but then considered in the greater context of this dude's work, it's also, it's also inspiring in that sense of like, okay, you can, you can guide a perspective that in, in guide those, those impulses of like being interested in tragedy and big negative emotions and violence Mm -hmm. and trauma. And then tell guide those into a very responsible moving story. Yeah. Um, so deeply personal show to me. I really like it a lot. I'm I'm probably going to watch, um, Monty hasn't seen Rebellion. I wanted to oh, boy. Rebellion, rebellion's mm-hmm. a lot. Rebellion's a lot. Hoo-hoo, boy. Mm-hmm. Nobody does anything wrong in that, though, so. <laughs> yeah, like, everybody is done. Every action taken. Perfect. Absolutely stellar. Yeah. Every action. <laughs> without sin. <laughs> but he was without stone. Like, he was without sin. Cast the first stone watching Rebellion. God. I fucking love it. Rhett. Hi. What else have you got? Close us uh, out. So I, I mentioned last time that I had been playing Yakuza 6 on PC and then it was crashing a lot. Yep. So I bought a new PC. And I've been playing PC. Yakuza 6. It's like, fuck it. Fantastic. Like, because it, like, technically that game requires Windows 10 and I don't have Windows 10, but uh, everyone was like, oh, uh, Kiwami 2 is the same engine and it ran fine for everybody on Windows 7 and 8. And then this one. It runs fine for a while, and then it, and it crash a lot. Mm. So, Aww. and like just other reasons, you know. I was just like, it's you were it's due been... for an upgrade anyway. So I bought that thing in 2013. Yeah. Like it had been a while. Like, you were entirely justified in this purchase. It wasn't yeah. just because Yakuza was like the facilitator of this decision, but yeah, yeah like you you were due. It was time, probably. Yeah. And I felt like I found something that was, like, a good upgrade for where I want to yeah, be at. Yeah, like, it's a fantastic PC. Yeah. 
It's my first uh, SSD. Oh, it's, baby. It's, it's very fast. It's fast. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, like once you go from a mechanical drive. <laughs> you can never, I can never go no, back. No, you can't. Never, never. <laughs> Nobody tell him about M2 drives. Oh, Jesus. What? <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully that's not, you know, in the price range I'm looking at. You, you, trust me, you won't need anything more than what you have for a very long time. Hopefully. See, I've been playing more as Yakuza 6 now that I have a PC that'll run it, like, mm -hmm. flawlessly. Mm -hmm. The funny thing about that game is that... So, I played the series out of order. I played 4 and 5 first, yeah. so those were kind of my initial impression. Mm -hmm. And then I played 0 and then the remakes of 1 and 2. Mm -hmm. So, the thing about Yakuza 5 is that it is a gloriously overindulgent, way too stuffed game mm. where there's five playable characters in that game and they each have like these massive mini games that are like small games of their own. Yeah. Where, like, there's a whole driving thing with Kiryu where like he's a taxi car, race car driver. Mm -hmm. There's a whole hunting mini game with one of the other guys. There's a whole baseball thing. There's a whole idol thing. Like, that that game has... Much. That game has a whole lot of shit in it. Yeah. And then with Yakuza Zero, there's still the the like the what is like the real estate thing with the Kiryu real and the thing and um the cabaret the club, cabaret with, club Machima, with Machima, which is the best mini game. Of yeah, all like of them. that's good. <laughs> but it was toned back. Yeah. And then and then Yakuza One, the remake, had like nothing. Yeah. <laughs> because it was a pretty faithful remake of the first game. Mm -hmm. And then Yakuza Kiwami 2, they had uh, the Cabaret Club was back. Yeah. And then I played the remaster of 3, which was... I even had mentioned, like, there's really not that many minigames in this one. Mm -hmm. It's, like, very, like, you just follow the waypoints and, you know, you beat up guys. Yeah. That's 90% of the game is fights. So I had kind of forgotten what these games had become mm -hmm. with 4 and 5. And for the first, like, 5 hours of 6, it is a lot of, like go to the waypoint, fight some dudes, watch a cutscene, you know, repeat. And then there's just a point, it's like chapter five or something, where it just opens up like three huge minigames all at once. Uh-oh. And it's just like, oh, this is a whole... Oh, right, it's Yakuza. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, within the span of a couple hours, you unlock, like, the three big minigames that I've found so far, mm -hmm. where it's like... One of them is a fishing minigame, and it's not the way you think it's going to be. Uh-oh. It's Because it's not a fishing minigame. It is a underwater first-person shooter. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> what? Kiryu dives into the water with a spear gun. And then yes! It's... <laughs> yes! And then it's... This is the best spin on a fishing so game that they could have ever done! It's basically like those rail shooters, like House of the Dead. Oh, that's just, so good. It just automatically moves and you shoot. Yes. And like, there are fish that turn red and fly at the screen <laughs> and you have to shoot them or you'll take damage. Yes. And then there's a boss at the end. <laughs> like it's, it's straight up like just, you know, one of those. It's like, just a rail shooter. I love it. Yeah. really funny. Like there's a giant squid that shoots other squids at you and you have to shoot them to avoid taking damage. It's like, okay. <laughs> This is not what I expected from fishing minigame. <laughs> oh, I can't believe it took me the I can't believe it took this long to hear this. Yeah. Uh, to hear a fishing minigame do this. It's so wild. 
God, that's uh, fucking funny. Then there's a baseball mini game, and you do, you know, play baseball in it. But then there's this whole extremely thorough management sim there. Oh, because they already have a baseball management simulator, so they probably just pulled that shit right in. This feels different. I for, I think Yakuza Zero did have the whole bowling management thing with there was the oh right, there's the meme right. of the, the yeah. chicken that you can have as a manager. Yeah, yeah. But this feels different, where it's like it's simulating the entirety of every game, and there's like a fast forward button, so you don't actually have to read it. Mm-hmm. But if you read it, it's like, okay, this character is coming up to the plate. This the pitcher throws a curveball. They swing and they hit or they miss. You know, the count is zero and three. <laughs> Yeah, and it just goes through every single motion of a baseball game. I mean, you can hit fast forward and it does it in like five seconds. So you just see the text log like, like flying by. Nice. And then like a couple times a game, it'll be like, okay, now you get to actually play the video game and manually control the batter. And it's not always Kiryu, which is kind of weird. Interesting. It's not like it's not like you just play as Kiryu when he's at bat. You play as anybody like a couple times a game. And then there's stats for the players and leveling them up and then like recruiting them across in the town it's just then the whole story about wanting to beat this rival local team and then you beat them and like oh we're gonna play the all-star team we're now gonna these be reti- the nationals now yeah it's like and then these these side stories start to interact with each other where there was this baseball player that i could recruit if i got him a tasty octopus which meant i was diving into the water to go get a tasty octopus for him <laughs> so I had to play the fishing mini game to progress in the baseball mini game. <laughs> and then there's this whole other thing about like there was the, like the story setup is that there were these color gangs and then this big gang called Justice destroyed all the color gangs mm-hmm. and then they themselves became a threat. Uh, right. so now you've got to, now you've got to build up your own gang to beat them up. And it's like, it's not quite tower defense. It's like, it's tower defense, but you're on the offensive. Oh, neat. So, it's ta- so where it's like, there'll be f- like 50 enemies standing there and you send dudes out. Oh, and that's, they cost- that's neat. It's fucking crazy. <laughs> so you've got this whole like, recruiting people across town as usual, mm-hmm. uh, leveling them up. <laughs> It's different units with different stats, different special moves, and there's you know you can send out like a hundred units at a time and just have them beat up the boss. It's <laughs> cool as hell. And it's just like, oh my god, this game completely just one eighty really hard all of a sudden. It sounds like it one eighty in a really fucking cool way, dude. Underwater fucking fishing yeah. is my shit. But it's just like, oh right, like. Just the the whiplash from Yakuza Three, which was the kind of the barest bones yeah, one yeah. of them all. To this is just like, oh right, and I don't even know that this is all that's in the game. It's probably oh, not, right. but this is probably this is probably the bulk <laughs> of it because it all comes at once. Mm-hmm. And then like that, the clan stuff has this whole storyline of like, oh, you've got to beat the like the six psychopaths are like massive leaders, and I've actually gotten to the end of that progression, oh. and they were like. They're like, this is the final battle, and then you beat the last one. And they're like, <laughs> did you think that was actually the final battle? <laughs> no, this is the final battle. <laughs> Where it's like, there's a traitor in the midst, and you know you've got to fight because like this is all a front for the yakuza, of course. Right, right. It's like, uh, it's just it's madness in the best way. <laughs> this is so good, excellent. Yeah, there was 
one of the games I think it might have been Kiwami 2 had a whole Majima construction mini game yeah. that I like didn't engage in at all, but I am playing the ones in this at least. Because, like, when these minigames, like, if they drag them out too much and it's like, I'm spending, like, 10 hours playing a thing that doesn't actually progress the main story, yeah. it starts to be a little silly. And, and that's, like, fun. what, that's, like, that is something that Yakuza is known for, is just the depth that yeah. those minigames have. Like, that's not, like, that's just what that series mm -hmm. is. But I think that's where that series is now. It's, like, I think 4, 5, and 6 really yeah. amp that up, especially 5. Like, right. 5 went kind of crazy with it i don't so that's the thing i have no idea what yet like a dragon has because of the whole rpg stuff oh like, yeah I know, that's like that's so like a no, whole other just weird ass nut to crack into at some point yeah so i have no idea if that like continues the minigame you know side activity tradition or not or if they just really focused on because apparently the main story in that one is like dramatically longer oh than, it's it's a big one yeah yeah the how long to beat on Yakuza 6 was like 15 hours or something. I'm like, oh, or you could spend like 30 hours doing these mini games. Yeah. Whereas like Yakuza Like a Dragon was like 40 hours main story. Just I'm the like, main story, oh, yeah. Jesus, that's a lot, huh? God, Yakuza 5 was so much. <laughs> uh, I've also been playing Binding of Isaac. Well, well, yeah. uh, the new I mean, one. Yeah. What's Repentance. I saw a thing, so I, I started from a new save file, which was yeah. kind of silly of me. Yeah. So it, it has taken me, like, a couple weeks just to actually unlock the new areas. Mm -hmm. And then I saw a thing last night about how much they've actually added that almost made me want to just go back to the old save file that had yeah. mostly complete completion marks for <laughs> the old characters. There is a staggering amount of grind you could do in this game. Yeah. To the point where I thought, this might not actually look like it's for me. <laughs> I've heard some people say it changes the game entirely. Like, I, I... Mm -hmm. There's... I don't know how you get to it, but I saw a thing that was just like, oh, oh, there's like upside down mode now. Where it's, it turns the whole game upside down. Oh, good. <laughs> you know, figuratively no, no, speaking. No, no, no. Huh, nope. <laughs> yep, no. going to nope right on out of that. But I've been having a good time just playing kind of the polished version of the old stuff yeah and then and then unlocking the new floors is like oh like it's definitely it's harder than the game used to be mm -hmm. but if you've played a ton of isaac like you kind of need you, that at this point yeah yeah like being surprised by enemy patterns is like it's fun even if i go oh, that kind of feels like bullshit i'm sure i'll just memorize it eventually yeah like that's it, how you play that game anyway is just like everything feels yeah. like bullshit when you start playing it yeah, but you just you just fall into understanding the patterns that they throw mm. you because there is a finite number of patterns that they throw at you. Yeah, like enemy placement and spawns aren't one hundred percent RNG. No, but there's like something like three thousand new rooms just in this expansion, oh, which is yeah. Oh, yeah, that's a yeah. lot. Oh boy, so, so you're gonna be seeing a lot of stu new stuff for a while. Yeah, yeah. I think but I like, played the, uh, the card game. Oh, the, the no. Legend of Bumbo. Never uh, played no, it. Soldier. It looked cool though. The visuals were really cool. Never played it. Yeah. No, so I kickstarted the um the actual physical card game. Uh, oh, like, they have a physical card game. Yeah, really good. Oh, is it? Mm, that was especially the game we, we we pick up these days. Like especially any other one. Just oh. takes longer. <laughs> huh. I had not expected that to be like something that was actually worthwhile. 
Yeah. I just, I just picked it up because like, I like Isaac, and it was like, oh, yeah. this is look cool. And we yeah. played a couple of games and went, this is a lot of fun. <laughs> it is as chaotic as, chaotic as Isaac. Like, a lot of the, the, all of the gameplay mechanics you kind of see reflected in it, and you're like, shit, how did they manage this? That's really cool. <laughs> nice. So, yeah, I'll keep going on that. I'm kind of positioning that as, like, the game I don't mind spending years on. Yeah. But then, that's... having seen what they did... It could take years. It could take years. Is it like that weird Hades grind <laughs> that you found out about and it kind of killed your motivation? I mean, I wouldn't say kill motivation, but it's like, oh, maybe I should just roll back to the, the old save yeah, file. Yeah, like at some point, there's... just load up your 1001% file again. You earned it. Yeah. Because, man, don't want to go through the Lost and nope, you know, some nope, of those other nope, characters nope. again. <laughs> No more lost. That that is the primary reason that you cannot get me to start a new file for the expansion. I was like, nope, I'm not doing the lost again. I did all that shit. Yeah. I filled that fucking I filled that fucking report card up. I'm not doing it again. Yeah. Well, don't worry because you know there's new check marks to get. Fuck it. With every character. <laughs> Fuck it. <Yeah>. Fuck it. <laughs> At some point, you go. Well, how good are those items you unlock? Yeah. Apparently, you only need to play on hard mode to unlock, like, three items total. Oh, wow. But I just like playing on hard mode. Yeah, like, more... I, I, like, once I went to hard on the original, I just never went back. Like, I don't yeah. see the point. I started to run with Isaac on normal just to do something, and then I was just like, no, you're cheating. Just play yeah. on hard, wimp. <laughs> don't be a baby. But yeah, if you're playing, but that's the thing. If you're playing on the Lost, like you yeah. probably want to do it on hard because then if you just want to get that off, checked off. Yeah, yeah. The only bummer is this DLC is not shareable, but the others are. Really? Yeah, it's not shareable. Yeah. I tried already. That's weird. I tried already. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's you know what I've been into. Cool. So I guess that means. It's time for us to wrap things up. Nerd, I appreciate you being a very good sport and coming on. It was absolutely a blast having you on. And I hope you enjoyed yourself. Hope we weren't too long-winded or boring for you. <laughs> it's like 2 in the morning Marshall. there now. Yeah, love it. <laughs> Louis still up. She's like, I want to go to bed. I'm so, so sorry. Aww. Send her my sincerest <laughs> apologies. Uh, uh, but thank you for coming out. Would we you still mind? Get another three hours? Yeah, there we go. We just look. That's, we look. We, that's pretty good. Yeah, we can get you to talk about the letter. It'll be fine. I, I will do a video essay on that one. There one you day. Go. <laughs> um, so before we get on out of here, where can the internet folks at home find you? Oh good god! Um, so if I'm on if it's on Twitch, then Nerd ML. The ML's for many lemons. Which is my photography studio. Uh, on on Twitter, I'm just Nerd. Cool. Cool. Uh, John, where can the internet folks at home find you? Farawaytimes.itch.io And Rhett. Uh, Crunchyroll.com slash SimpleGear, I think. <laughs> and we, and of course, we appreciate everybody coming out and hanging with us, of course. It's always a blast. And anybody that downloads and gives us a listen, thank you very much. And be sure, once again, to give our boy Nert a follow. He plays super awesome games. and It's always a good time, so... We will catch you in another two weeks. And remember, we are the podcast that loves you. We are the only ones that love you.